We're for sure going to be live when I hit live. Which I've already done. Oh, a couple seconds ago. <laughs> We're here. Hi, everybody. Welcome okay. back. We're it's Friday live. night. We have Luis with us again. Luis, how have you been? I've been Matt, what's up, buddy? I've been wonderful. Um, yeah, guys, welcome back to the Nerd or Two Movie Podcast, where we like to spoil movies. Um, so uh, if you haven't seen them, surprise sorry um, i mean yeah, they've been out for a little uh, bit a little bit um but yeah and my cats are fighting again uh but yeah we're we're back it go is, piss on them you gotta show alpha it is just, <laughs> just about the end of the month and we have uh two newer movies uh for you newish they were last year um yeah, during so the pandemic doing... though so none of that matters it was like yeah, a fucking pandemic, yeah, I mean, but they, ironically, they both did pretty good numbers. But yeah, so we're doing uh, Candyman, the 2021 version, and Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, Not before life. And there's only ever Here been comes three, the pre. Only ever been three Ghostbusters movies. Uh, yes. <laughs> one, two, and this one, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I guess before we jump into the fourth Musketeer that, is indeed back. I haven't uh, been on the podcast for a while. Um, I don't remember what, what, ha- why you weren't out. I don't remember what Giovanni he said was, last he time. Was I didn't have one last time. He oh. was recuperating when he was back thing. from... Yeah. Oh, that's no, right. No. It was remember, he was Bertrand. dressed as Dumbledore and oh. giving kids welcome letters. That's right. Giving really ill kids who last, are going to die welcome letters make a wish, to like make a wish children. That's what yeah. you were doing last time. What am I like a pedophile? But patches. So, no, you thought you, you were doing well, but you were really just teasing these poor terminal children. Yeah. So you're a Spider Man at the at the kids' hospital taking his mask off. <laughs> sure, you can see my face. You'll never uh, do, doing tell. the like. Don't worry, you'll be like me when you grow up. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> he literally is checking their chart before he gives them one. Oh, you get one. It's like World War II. He's marking the red X or the green plus. Yeah. Like, you get one. You get one. Timmy in the back. You're going tomorrow. You're going tomorrow, <laughs> buddy. You're gonna see Hogwarts. <laughs> Fuck. You're coming with me tonight, pal. We're going. Take a pamphlet. You don't got a lot of time to read it. Is is Vet saying what a jerk about the Spider-Man thing where he unmasks or? Uh, no, I'm pretty sure the the Dumbledore lying to terminal <laughs> children thing probably took the cake in this case. <laughs> I am yeah, Professor Dumbledore, like, and none of you will make it out of here alive. You're the boy who lived, but not for long. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You've lived long enough to see this one ride I'll take you on. Uh, All right, I'm just saying, which... tell me there wouldn't have been a cool fucking scene in the Harry Potter movies, oh. like, before Dumbledore died. If he would have just wrecked shit. If, like, Helen Bohemian Carter and a couple of the other ones ganged up Bohemian on him. Carter. Whatever Helen the fucker. Bo- <laughs> Bohem? I don't even fucking know. That, Bonham, Bonham, that Bonham. bitch that's in every uh, Tim Burton movie for the past 30 years. 
Wouldn't it be cool if they ganged up on him and he's like, none of you will make it out of here, and he just fucked him up? <laughs> Dumble, I'm like, I guess maybe the new movies with uh, What's-His-Face playing him will have some more Co- Dumbledore. Uh, Colin Fair? No. No. Um, um, he's the other one that was popular. Another, the, Ju- the Jude British. Law. Jude, Law, Jude Law. Who is handsomely rugged. Nice beard. You mean if it wasn't such a giant pussy? Who's a giant pussy? Man with no background? <laughs> he's got a background. <laughs> he's got two backgrounds. By the way, I know we're, we are talking about Candyman. It's the first thing we're doing. That Candyman dude in your background, Alex? Mm-hmm. Fuck that guy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. And we'll talk about this in a second. I don't care if he was just giving kids candy. He's in a fucking hole in the wall. Yes. <laughs> like, fuck, he's got a fucking hook. Fuck that guy. Yeah, he just, I know, that scene where he comes out of the, the hole in the wall is No, he first he throws the candy to get like, the attention. Like, like, I get it, it's right? So it's, it's one of the many examples of racial injustice that, spars, that spawns Candyman, and we'll talk about my opinion on that. But just the premise of just, like, no politics, no bias. <laughs> Fuck that guy. I also like how it's not like a small hole in the wall. Like that's no, clearly a he's room been pickaxing where, where people know like Skeet McDiddums like you, hides in that wall. The, the, the only two things that happen in that hole: overdoses and grapings. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what we're talking about. Go ahead, those. Uh, no, I was gonna say before we jump into the hole in the wall, um, what what have you guys been up to or watching? Um, I haven't been watching a lot of movies uh, in the last couple weeks, uh, but I have been watching the show Euphoria on HBO. Uh-huh. Is it any good? Um, Do you see anything of Zendaya? Um, no, she looks like a stick. So that's she's very weird. skinny. No, it's. It's actually a really good show. I, I'm more interested in the way the show's filmed because it's filmed really well. And because just coming off of when we watched Punch Drunk Love, like the director, uh, Sam Nior, whoever the fuck his name is, like the dude knows how to use color in every shot. Like it's fucking insane. Even if you don't care about the show or drama or teens, I'd say check out like certain episodes. So- Am I off base that it's like rated R Degrassi? Uh, or yeah, is it no. more complex? Yeah, it's more complex because there's there's like adult, like there's like fucked up adult shit too. I know. I, I heard a snippet about something of somebody having sex with a tranny, and that's a storyline throughout season one. Yeah, it's it's got uh, like Zendaya's not really the main character. It focuses on a bunch of people, and it's which is like, great because. All right, it's it's just it's a really fucked up show. Um, that says I need to watch now. But no, it's <laughs> it's good. I mean, it's a it's a it's an HBO drama. So, um, but no, like the the dude whoever created the show or directs it, like just coming off of watching Punk Drunk Love, uh, like uses color, awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've been watching that, and then my nightly ritual is playing Elden Ring while listening to Game of Thrones audiobooks, uh, which I find makes my wife fall asleep very fast and that's how you get more elden Uh, ring time yep yep um other than that uh just been reading books and that's about it pretty lame whittling things of that nature yeah jerking off my (laughs) my shit's been simple um (laughs) dumping loads anywhere 
<laughs> everywhere just and anywhere. Spider Man in everywhere. Oh, I watched <laughs> Spider Man. That was a good movie, and also yeah. the 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 sperm yeah. joke in that movie. Was Whoa! I, I think I think we all watched Spider Man this week. We need to review it. Yeah, because uh, I really dug that movie. Giovanni was on point. So I got that Spider Man, of course. Um, I watched Free Guy with uh, Ryan Reynolds. I need to check that out. It's good. I liked it. I, it's funny. It's fucking. I, funny. I, so I, I will say, I wish Ryan Reynolds would play something other than himself. Like, can I have a bad yeah. guy? Like, if I want Ryan Reynolds to be the bad guy, keep the the sarcasm, the funny lines, and everything, but make him just terribly violent and vicious. Like, let him throw his one liners out as he's ripping out people's throats. Mm-hmm. Like for real, like give me a little bit of a different flavor of Ryan Reynolds because at this point, it's all vanilla. Yeah, give me, give me a, give me a. <laughs> this is gonna be controversial. Yeah, give cool. me a Die Hard remake. Ooh. Nicholas Cage is Bruce Willis. Oh, okay. what? And there's two Hans me. Grubers. There's Ryan Reynolds <laughs> and Paul Rudd. No, no, okay. no. Samuel Jackson is yeah, love interest. Yeah. Are you gonna let Nicholas Cage? You're gonna let Paul Feig direct that one too? His job. <laughs> I want to watch that new Nicholas Cage movie. So do I. He's gonna win an Oscar for that, or at least be nominated. I want to see it as well. I think actually, if you did remake Die Hard, Ryan Reynolds at this point is the proper age for it. Like he's in his forties now. I think he would be the perfect John McClane. However, he's in a little bit too good of shape. Like, if he played John McClane, there would have to to be... to go on a bender? No, there'd have to be jokes about him being so fit. Where it's like, what, I'd like to run. Or, you know, like, shit like that or something. Like, because you couldn't have ripped-ass Ryan Reynolds as your everyday John McClane. Like, Like, there would have to be something to explain why he's so good in shape. Like the joke in Candyman? Put Put down the weights and pick up a paintbrush? Yeah, I like that. Because <laughs> dude's still fucking built. He's a good actor too. I really like that. Guy. He really yeah. was Jack. He's in better shape than fucking John Jones is. Like if you look at the main, uh, whatever his name, the guy I don't, the main character who I don't like in the fucking Candyman movie, he's in like really. I don't like his character. I like him as an actor. I don't know how to say his name. I hate his uh, fucking character. Yawa Abdul Mateen. Not gonna try. Isn't his name Anderson or something in the movie? <laughs> I think Anthony. so, yeah. Anthony. Yeah. Anthony, there you go. Simple. How can you forget? I don't pay attention to names in movies. It's the one detail I don't give two fucks about. I think it's Yaya Abdul Makin. It's Yaya. Yeah, that's Yaya. His cousin No No did not make it. He died. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was no, at the, no, no. The Voldemort charity that I was at. <laughs> And, uh, the Halo thing, show uh, is out now, Vet says. Don't yeah. watch it, it's terrible. And we're moving on. <laughs> the, the last thing I'm watching is uh, I'm continuing with Titans, the first season, trying to finish how, it up. How is it? I like it. It's 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 dark. Um, it's got the whole fucking, you know, kill blood fucking everywhere, the violence and shit that you're looking for in, in a you know, superhero shit. But if everybody keeps thinking like, oh, it's Teen Titans. No, it's, it's not Teen Titans. It's the characters that are from Teen Titans. Are they teenagers? Nah, I think are they two of them, Titans? I think two of them are supposed to be. Do they still wear boxer briefs or briefs? But they've got they've got Wonder Girl in there. They've got uh, uh, Dick Grayson, the the new Robins yeah, it's, in it's there. it's kind of it's kind of like them like on their own, like, right. right? Like, and you, and I guess eventually you do meet a Bruce Wayne character in like the later seasons. But I I want to check it out. I'm it, I didn't get into the Marvel shows. I still want to watch them. Um, but the reason I didn't get into them is because TV, sh- like, 
superhero TV shows, it's really hard for me to get into. And also my attention span, like I like when I know something's a trilogy, I'm just like, just give me one movie, please. I would rather um, watch Daredevil now that it's out on Disney Plus than any other Marvel show out there. Well, I was gonna I, say, I thought so you were gonna I, finish that Daredevil with fucking Ben Affleck. I was like, what? Hey, I, have you seen the unrated one, version of that movie? The unrated. It's is not a bad fucking movie. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, I uh, I'm really excited for um Moon Knight really excited hopefully it's good i don't know i always hate when people start running their mouths right before the release of anything my opinion if you're the director just shut the fuck up let your product come out let it speak for itself you don't need to be dogging other people's his job doing the directing is already done yeah but he doesn't have any business dogging anybody else's product like i'm sorry but you don't your product's unproven does does it look cool hopefully will it be good yes might be a piece of shit we don't know. That's so true. how about it hasn't been released how about yet. you shut yeah. your fucking mouth until your product comes out when you get your critical acclaim and you have a little bit of a clout, then run your fucking mouth. But you know, until then I, shut up. And I don't care if it's a competing company you're talking about. Shut the fuck up. That says Luke Cage was underrated. I, I agree. I, I like Luke Cage. I never watched Luke Cage, but I saw I a clip like of it Cage. not too long ago. Oh no, not Luke and Cage. And it made I'm me want to watch like it. Luke Cage. No, Luke Cage is underrated. I saw a clip oh, where he walked into a restaurant and they like he punches him and breaks his hand and the bone comes through. And yeah, I was like, damn, that's pretty rough. The Still, Iron the, Fist. The best is, one out of all of them was Iron Fist. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. Yeah. I can't <laughs> say that seriously. Yeah, Lewis oh, thought Iron God. Fist was a new toy for him. It's still in the box. Um, Anthony, I don't know if you've noticed or, or if you've heard, uh, but I've recently accepted my viewing of Blacklist. So I'm going through Blacklist. Um, I began I, with not I've, knowing why I was watching it. I wanted to check out Blacklist because I love James Spader. I do want to watch and it. However, okay, so wait, do you love James Spader or do you love Robert California? Let's be real. No, I, I really James do Spader. like James Spader. I like James Spader, but, but I want James Spader problem, as Robert California in other roles. Is, I don't know why. Now knowing Robert California, every time I see James Spader, I just picture him as Robert California. So it's ruined James Spader. <laughs> you don't even know my fucking name. <laughs> I love that quote. That is the single best quote in that entire season. So we've been watching that. And um, my wife and I have decided to power through the entire Marvel collection, including the shows by your, in by release seeing... order. By so, saying your wife and I, you meant that you're forcing her to watch these with you? No, no. She sleeps no, while he rolls on. It's actually the other way around. Because I do not, I don't watch a Marvel movie unless it's a new one. What's up, Chris? I have to power through them. I have to. It's I, OCD. I, I would I love to, to, but that's just so much time. Like, and for me, like, hey, Jen. <laughs> Jen. <laughs> Want to watch Iron Man this weekend? We'll try to watch the first one. Like, the first one's good though. It's, it's no, I love, I love the, I love all the Iron Man movies. I even like the second one. Um, I do too. <laughs> people hate the second one, and if you go back and watch it, it is kind of just of like a dumb action movie. But I dig it. Like, I don't, I don't hate those movies. But honestly, after Winter Soldier, I was kind of checked out. Like Civil War was okay, and then you had all of the the shit with Endgame and everything, and it was like, I don't know, man. I was just, I like the movies. I, I still like the movies. I love Spider-Man. But I am just so tired of the fucking fans. And the, like, this, yeah. this like, cult-like fucking, like, oh, Marvel. It's like, you are 45. 
you have two kings. Fans of Marvel, Marvel, and fans of wrestling suck ass. <laughs> they really do. Saying, both fans both are parties what ruin the, the the franchises. It's the fans. Like I get, so, you know, I'm not saying don't enjoy things you love, but like at a certain point, understand it is a fucking entertainment medium. Like, draw the line, buddy. Like, and Alex is right. Wrestling fans are even hands? worse. You yeah. still draw a line? You got toes? <laughs> Doing the sand. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Figure it out. I didn't lose your hands for you. <laughs> I wasn't born with them. I'm not God. <laughs> I just have excuses for... For one thing, I don't know why I would be blamed for him not having hands. <laughs> Wrestling like, this is very, not on me. very real. Very real fake. Well, wrestling fans are psychotic. Wrestling fans literally fucking, it, for a couple weeks in the summer of 1997, fought in their buddy's indie fucking backyard wrestling ring, and he got a belt. So he's still on Facebook talking about the good old days. It's like you fucking incel. Because that's are, what it is. They are the uh, alternate universe version of dudes... Uh, still, or of guys still with their Letterman jackets from high school. Okay. Except these guys didn't have Letterman jackets. They were the guys going, "Yeah, nah. If I wanted to, I could fucking whatever, bro." That's the like. That's <laughs> that. Better walk away. Yeah, like yeah. I was gonna kick his ass, but you know he walked away. He was whatever. It's like <laughs> those are the dudes that would literally talk shit about the jocks because rather than going into the gym and putting on some fucking muscle, they just flap their gums. And then the wrestling fans weren't even smart enough, like the nerds, to go get fucking intellectual, learn things, have some sort of skill. No, they just run their mouth about good old days that never existed and debate who's a bigger asshole, Jim Cornette or the other one. So it's like, every time I see that Facebook page, I just want to burn the entire fucking <laughs> world down. The TH one? The TH oh, one. I want to find the IP address and just... Figure out how to blow that guy's computer up. And his cell phone. They gotta both go. It's like Terminator. Both chips. You 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 went at them for like a good, what, 15-20 minutes? Yeah, they're fucking stupid. The problem is, is like, they talk wrestling, and it's like, that's your lane. I'm not gonna interrupt. That's you. That's your, your spectrum is that. Then you start bringing in other things, and you're just ignorant to them. And I'm reading it, and I was like, ah, oh, these guys are just, I gotta, just fuck these guys. And then I ended up commenting. Yeah. It was progressive. It was to the point where I read it a couple times, and I'm just kind of like, Lewis is setting the mood. <laughs> I'm, I've been on the FBI radar since 2003, unrelated to 9-11. <laughs> we got to scrub this episode now. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, new recruits come in, and they're like, who's that guy? We don't talk about him. Yeah. Who's that kid? <laughs> don't ask. What? You don't want to know who he is. I'm over here like playing a Game Boy. No threat. I know who do you think I work for? Fuck, vets in the FBI. I knew it. His wife's CIA. It was a coincidence. A lot of people, everybody's serious in Matt's picture is like. (laughs) Yeah, why give him the serious look? Just give him the. Not even looking at the camera. Vet, I'm sorry if you're my my, uh, personalized FBI agent that. uh, That'll be pretty fucked up conversations you have to read through on the average, huh? <laughs> Wouldn't want to have your job. <laughs> Can you imagine the fucking stacks of fucking paperwork that's lined up that you have to mm-hmm. read through? 
Mm-hmm. Well, on this day, he said this about a school. There's literally a file, a file this thick in every paper said, while driving in his car, he said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got three bins full of him talking about yeah. fucking clarified butter. You don't want to know about this guy. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's one of those things where the rookie comes in and the older dude just like slams the file down and the rookie, he's like, it's not that bad. And he's like, that's just last week. <laughs> and the guy's like, what? What's this clarified butter? Is this code for something? Yeah, yeah. Is clarified butter a Russian asset? I can't fucking tell. He talks about it a lot. It's literally me just on stream. You know, I used clarified butter for my omelet this weekend. He's like, what the fuck is the omelet? What's the omelet? Okay, we're reviewing a movie. Uh, uh, all right, Only so two yeah, hot we'll, dogs uh, for JFK. We'll, uh, we will jump into it. Um so the first movie we're reviewing is Candyman, the 2021. We've already version. said it like four times. We have to be careful. But you're theoretically, not well, shit, yeah. can you we see are the, the reflection? You can see yourself. I can't oh, see. Yeah. Oh shit! I can't see myself. You can now. see yourself now, can't but you? It, it a it's a window to the soul. Mm-hmm. We're Wait, all gonna it, die. Is it four? Is it four times? They said five, five but in the original, I think five it was three. Times. I thought the original was three. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. We're all gonna die. What, I was trying to press it. Uh, Bloody Mary, that's three times, right? Bloody Mary. I thought Candyman was, though, too. Well, isn't Bloody Mary three times staring in a mirror with the lights off? With a candle yeah. or, or and it's, and it's off? And it's also that, like, every time you've ever heard it in movies, it's always been like, Bloody Mary. But it's always got that tempo, too. Yeah, that's yeah, okay. true. That's true. I do, uh, Lewis does have several cats, yes. That's just a stray that got through the window. I do. What did, they, did someone see one in the background? <laughs> They're just crawling in through a channel they've dug through the house. It's like, what the fuck? I thought I was I was putting steel wool, but I guess it's just mice that can't do that. They're sitting there chewing into Ethernet cable. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking cats, bastards um, of the sea. Yeah, so we're uh, we're gonna be talking about Candyman. So this movie was directed by Nia DeCosta. Di- I hope I'm not saying that wrong. Um, Runtime of 91 minutes. Uh, also, this came out last August. Um, budget of $25 million. And obviously, this was a movie that came out during the pandemic, but still actually made pretty good money. It made so $77.4 million. I want to say, I don't know how necessarily it cost that much, considering you would have to imagine they used the Cinespace shit, which from where they were filming was is 20 minutes. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I I wonder now nowadays what's the equivalent of like low budget versus like I would, a I would, medium budget movie. I mean, this. Well, see, that's the thing, though. Is once again, you got to go back to the example of like Invisible Man was under ten million. Yeah, I would have to imagine that it's CGI played a fact a fairly large factor in the budget for this one. They did market it. They did market it pretty goes. heavily too. Um, it's also it's also they're hiring those young and, and hungry people that are actually really good. Like I was telling Matt, uh, two of the people that I've noticed in the makeup department were from the TV show Face Off. They're still up and coming. They're making their shit. Which, by the way, the CG and the physical gore violence quenched a thirst I haven't I haven't had. Like every movie, especially when because we watch a lot of lower tier horror. I won't even say B movie because what is B movie anymore? Everything's direct to DVD because everything's streaming services and shit. But um, 
The gore was great. The physical effects were great. The siege. I mean, one of my favorite kill in the entire goddamn movie is Alex and I were talking about this earlier. Is the critic in the the circular when tower? It pans out, right? Oh, that was yes. such a beautiful fucking shot of just you. And here's the thing: me, us being horror movie quote unquote enthusiasts, knew something was coming. But if you're not, if you're on a date. And that happens, dude. Just the idea of as it slowly pans, it begins, and you see her twist, and then he fucking rubs her on the window. Yeah. Incredible shot. I yeah, I, as, I watched this movie last night, late at night. I stayed up late to watch it. Um, I do have some problems. Some are with the movie itself. Some are with its ideology. Um, but I I want to let you guys go ahead first. I don't want to sour shit, and I'm not trying to be negative. These are just there are some little issues I had with it. So. Just real quick to say something about the, the, the kill that you were talking about. That's the Chrysler Tower, right? The, uh, the Is that what it's called? I just know it's House of Blues is right below. I just remember. Yeah. Here's the thing. As I watch that scene, I'm also getting memories of being in high school and looking up when I'm at House of Blues at yeah, those at towers. And I was just like, up, yeah. as it, there was a lot of being a Chicago kid, both born and ra well, raised on the north side, living on the south side for the past whatever years it's been, six or whatever years I've lived here. Um... It is kind of cool. It does, there is a lot of shit because that a lot of those were like I, the laundry mat has to be south of fifty fifth. Wherever the fuck that laundry mat is, it's just like the laundry mat tilings over here, mm -hmm. and those don't really start until my my head wants to say sixty third or so. I don't they, know what street, but that they're all silver now. They don't look like that. Yeah, but some here, of them, yes, <laughs> some of them out here still do. So I was able to like I don't know yeah. where they. I, I want to look that up. I'm going to bet it's south of 63rd Street, wherever, whatever street it's on. But um, I did dig the scenery. I mean, some of the shots in this, it's a beautiful movie. I did appreciate, there's the shot where there, it's just the Dearborn Bridge as he walks past the uh, yeah. that giant church. I appreciated the natural lighting. I don't think I've ever seen a movie that is filmed downtown like that and not used a blue tint. Like, the coloration you saw in film is the coloration you see walking through that area with mm -hmm. the yellow street lights and shit they have, which I thought was really nice. Because if you look, if you ever pay attention, after the 80s movies, any movie shot downtown, there's a tint to it. It's not yeah, the natural downtown color, um, which I really did appreciate that. I thought that was kind of neat. I think I, it was nighttime when they shot that, right? Uh, like dusk. I, th I, think, I think that's what it is because um, in, in downtown, it's always, it always has like a fog over it now. Like like when you're outside. That's the uh, homeless people's problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So um, and for anyone who's not seen the original Candyman, this is a uh, kind of a shit. Now not we're really all remake, kind of remake sequel of it's uh, a, the it, 1992 one. I think these um, things need to be called series reboot sequels because this movie, while I mean, well, it is directly tied to the, the, the to the lore of the first at, at least so like which by the way pissed me off as i'm watching the movie i'm like wait the whole story behind Candyman is police violence that's really yeah. and it's that's this, guy. this guy that pissed me off until they revealed that the lore connected to everything else i the whole well, time i'm you, like why would you, you trade in the original story for this shallow shit and then once you, they you know i was um, like oh, okay if you're familiar with the uh, books of blood the story the forbidden is not really in that vein, but the the like the analogy of Candyman is the the original story set in Liverpool, um, but it's in an impoverished area. So I mean, the whole play on Candyman is it's it's like something 
ghetto and unknown and it's even in the original story it's like a, a uppity white chick who's like disgusted yeah. by the area mm-hmm. she's in and obviously the 1992 movie played with that as well but mm-hmm. turned it into tony todd and um i i think the like the allegory for what they chose and chicago and caprini green kind of all fit together cohesively um i do think i there's things with this movie though that i didn't like that they did but one thing i i the one reason i really appreciate this movie is because all of these new sequel remakes that are coming out um if you've seen scream they make fun of it but they all are like, let's let's remake the movie for new audience. We need to use these legacy characters. We need to shove them in people's faces. I think this movie does. They use legacy characters in a really tasteful way. Like obviously, well, um, is is who is the who's other legacy characters besides the cameo of Tony Todd? Uh, well, Tony Todd. I mean, the the mention of Helen and kind of her backstory. Okay. And yeah, I would have liked to seen kind of a cameo of something or or had her play the critic lady like some sort of and throwback to the it. the friend who is actually moment get down who's actually uh anthony's mom but i i like yep. that like i it's cool i liked halloween and and texas chainsaw was cool um and scream made fun of itself but did the same fucking thing but like if you're gonna make it again and different don't shove like those old characters in my face like do it tastefully like a lot of people were mad that Tony Todd had a brief cameo at the end. I thought it was perfect. Yeah, I don't well, want Tony Todd through the whole film. Uh, you know what? Go ahead. Because oh, I, no, I, 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 I don't want to. Like, I'm gonna. I, I do have. Like, I am gonna. I do really like the movie. I gotta. I guess preface everything, but I did have some issues. So, um, yeah, I, what, I did. What? I thought the ending of this movie, man. Like, I love a movie that it it's it brings you to a fucking height, and then it just ends. But it was in such a good way that I was like, yeah, "Oh, that was that was a cool it. fucking ending." Like, mm-hmm. it, it was uh, it was essentially blue balls, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, I would argue that you don't see Candyman until that scene. Like, you really don't see Candyman until the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you do, um, and, but, I, but I could I can go on about the movie. So, Giovanni, Alex, you, what do you guys think? I, I enjoyed it. Um, I like I like how it's a little different from. Uh, the original Candyman, where there was like the killings were happening in the in the reflection, versus you can't see him in. in yeah, I really like that because they can't they can't see what's coming to them, but you can look to the side and see the reflection that, that you're you know you're about to die. So that was I, I was digging that shit. Also, the original is more of a love story. Like Tony Todd just it was. really wants to fuck Helen in the <laughs> first movie. <laughs> you know, is there a movie that Tony Todd's ever been in where you didn't get the impression he wanted to fuck somebody? I mean, even in The Rock, I don't listen to that pussy shit. Uh, He's kind of just got this like vibrato to him, like that's his thing. But also, there's. (laughs) He walks into a room, I don't know who it is, but somebody's getting fucked tonight. There's another (laughs) actor in this movie who I kind of wish he played the role of Candyman, and it's uh, Coleman Domingo. Like, he's also in Euphoria, he's in a bunch of other stuff I watch. But that dude's voice, like, I could listen to him read a book. Like, that's, I, I love his the, um The, the uh, uh, clothes washing machine yeah. owner. Yeah. He's yeah. also, he, yeah. he's, he's in Euphoria and he plays a, um, uh, like a, a sponsor for the main character, Rue. And there's an episode um, where it's just him and her talking about drug addiction. 
and it's like some of the it's like one of the best written fucking things and it's mostly him talking for like fucking 60 minutes um but he's he's a really good actor i kind of wish uh he would have been the role for candy man in here that's what i was telling matt that, too. Um, i like coleman domingo but I think that he plays the same character in a lot of stuff that he does because he's in Fear of the Walking Dead as well. Um, he plays a strange other show I just don't watch. Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen Fear of the Walking Dead. It, it was it was good for a while. Um, later it's on, like The in, Walking in, Dead. In, in the but this one hits like at the fourth. It's like season my mirror. Where... No, <laughs> but what's what's good about that Fear of the Walking Dead is by like I think by the second season they kill off all the original characters almost. So it's like, like you know, fuck it. We don't want to renew their contracts. We're done. Get them out. So it's just like, get them out. It's like, you're how many zeros do they want? Get them out. But, uh, Giovanni, what do you, what do you think before Matt and I? Um, I do love this region. movie. The one thing I was worried about is when they finished the Candyman, the whole thing, um, like saying Candyman, I thought it was going to take some time for him to come in and really start doing his thing. Mm-hmm. I love, yeah, that it was it's just quick. like, nope, we're starting right now. Um, I love the, also the, whenever Candyman was on screen, either in the background of Anthony's pictures, when he was on screen or, or when he saw Candyman in the background of, of stories, the, the director did a very good job at keeping, like, I felt the creepy vibe. I felt it when he was on screen. It was very well done. The, the music was subtle. The, the, um, look on Anthony's face every time he saw him was like, you know, what the fuck is going on? Like it, it all blended really well together. Every time Candyman showed up, I did love that. Yeah, I, I agree. And when the marketing for this movie came out, they used Jordan Peele's name because if you put Jordan Peele's name on a movie now, it's going to get attention. Um, And he wrote, he helped write the screenplay um, and he produced it. Um, but it's directed by this chick who hasn't really done any movies and I want to see more shit by her because this movie didn't feel like a Jordan Peele movie it I felt like I was watching an A24 fucking art house horror film like it, it in I moments in, the 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 gallery scene where the he yeah, murders I, those two very much so yeah I, I went into it expecting something and I got something else and I guess that's probably why I like it a lot um that I don't know what you're talking about was it? Oh, the chat. Uh-huh. If, you got, if you got this stream up, there's a chatter this is right now. Fail, ratchet, or rocket. Um, Matt, uh, real quick, you, you you remember the guy uh, that plays the bad guy in, in the principal? Yeah. So he played in this movie called uh, Five Heartbeats, where he he was like the part of this stuff, uh, you know. Wait, is that him? No, no, no. He, he oh, looks just like, like him. He does look like him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I just looked at the image. I was like, "Fuck! Wait, is that him? No way." <laughs> It might be him. No, look into it. Yeah, it's not. He does look like holy shit. I didn't even pay attention to that. His name is Michael Wright. I was so paying attention to the weird fucking smile that one had, dude. Yeah, the Joker smile on him. I was like, holy shit. Um, Real quick, this movie suffers from the same thing, in my opinion. Jordan Peele's movies suffer from. They're not horror movies. These are psychological thrillers. These are not horror movies. Um, which was a little disappointing. I kind of wanted, I was hoping there'd be more, while I do agree it had a nice creepy vibe, I don't think a single scene went beyond that. Um, to the point where I would, I, I'll honestly say that the ultra violence in some of the scenes, which I loved, um, may have even taken away some of the vibe of horror, like by showing as much as they did, maybe it did a slight disservice, but I would have rather had the violence in it than the horror. Um, 
I really like this movie. I, I love the way it's shot. I love the violence in it. I think the scenes where Candyman is um, doing his thing throughout, and you see it in the mirrors. I don't understand why the bathroom scene was there. Um, and this is going to go into my next point, or they're kind of the same point. I didn't appreciate the fact, as a moviegoer, of the vanilla face variety, that the entire villainy of this movie is white people. Which, I'm not here to talk politics, I'm not here to talk any of that sort of shit, it is what it is. Um, to the point of, by the end of the movie, she calls upon Candyman to save her from the evil, all-white, Southside Chicago police force... Um, and so he can dispatch them so she can get away. And I say in that frame, because as somebody who actually lived on the North side and actually does live on the South side, the police force is anything but all white. But in that final scene, every single officer, all five or six that he kills is white. I do have a problem with that messaging in the movie. Now, with that said, it didn't hurt me being able to enjoy the movie. Um, I really did. Did did she get away? She ran away, yeah. The, so that's when, the, the end. She was still handcuffed. Well, I mean, and the other cops showed up. I mean, I, yeah, I, no, it, would, in, it would be in, hard to blame her for that one, though. In the, in <laughs> the very end, yeah. she's standing in front of that gate and the cops what, show yeah, up. Just, so in reality, they would have lit her ass up. <laughs> like, see, I don't know yeah, if that's I mean, true, though. Like, and, and that's my other thing, right? The whole scene, and I get what the point is. I understand the idea behind racial inequity and racial injustice in this countrywide, in the worldwide. I mean, I think one of the big misunderstandings we have as Americans is we talk about race in a very small scope as in just what happens in this country. But I understand the idea behind these themes, right? I don't like the fact that the movie relied upon the almighty big bad white people to be the catalyst for everything in it. It's just what it is what it is. They, they plain old say... In the movie, it's about white supremacy and fighting white and blah, blah, blah. Um, meanwhile, they're living in houses on the north side of Chicago that I could never afford. You know, things of that nature. Uh, the, the hypocrisies, as well as using their shallow messages. Like, if, you if they would have presented something deeper to me, as in, like, here's the real... Like, if you would have given me a scene that broke down what you're actually trying to say, and then spooled that into the story, that's one thing. But when you're just kind of throwing these out here as, like... Oh, here's this, and then that it, it's shallow messaging that doesn't you quite. You know, they they did try to do that. What you're what you're saying with the when when he's talking to the critic and she says when he says yeah, it's because you guys came in here and gentrified this whole area and gave it to artists or not not or people that can't afford it and gave them uh, you know land. And she goes, oh, you mean like you? And he's like, what do you mean? She goes, this, the artist that doesn't want to pay anything. Yeah, but then to... but then they double back on that scene later on when he's he when says he, it later right right before he had her killed. Um, basically, I mean, basically he had her murdered. Um, he is really the bad guy in this fucking movie. Like, you can hate Candyman, but he really, I mean, he's the one who's directing the motherfucker. But um, is Candyman see, really bad, though, when it starts see, out? See, I, I, I have a different viewpoint on it, but, um, I, I think this movie pulls from the first movie in the same essence, because in the first movie, Helen is this white woman coming into fucking 90s caprini green which i mean if if you can picture back then was like fucking Shit insane hole. it's yeah. it, any person I, would be like why are you why I, I are you going there, in that I area went there once to deliver um to deliver uh like my dad like taking us <laughs> through drives there to uh humble us i guess i don't know 
and in in the original movie even though they added the love story Candyman was essentially Candyman even in the in the original original story is a boogeyman and in mm-hmm. the I think he's the one, most badass in this film though out of any yeah, of them yeah. in in the 92 one they they stick him in he's in Caprini green so he naturally resonates into um into the black boogeyman like the 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 people of Caprini green are haunted by him um so i i think it's it's kind of normal for it to roll into um you know racial injustices and all that but i think actually this movie does a good job of transcending that because towards the end of the movie the candyman essence is going after everyone and tony todd's literal line at the very end is say my name it's almost like no he says tell everybody yeah, tell yeah, that's yeah. The, it's literally it's, tell it's, everyone and then boom it's, it ends. it's, it's like, almost like he's breaking the like the like just being the black boogeyman now it's like no spread my name fucking everywhere no like, and, and I'm, I, I'm no longer gonna be just in this area i do appreciate that right but if we're how do i put this without sounding like an asshole so if we are going to examine every character in the, in movies right and this happens in movies all the time whether it be people accusing Disney of whitewashing or whatever whatever injustice you want to talk about in film as far as not casting people of color, whatever your case is. If we're going to examine those things, right, then I'm going to examine the movies the same way that they're being examined by others, which to me, and you can, a fair statement to this would be, well, they I mean, they did this in Hollywood to, to people of color for years, so, but once again, does that make it right? When, you, when I watch a movie like this, where the central line, and, and, and here's the thing is, to me, this is why the storyline from the original lineage was so impactful, because it wasn't just like, well, the, the evil white cops beat him to death. It was Emmett Till. That's where it draws its inspiration from, Emmett Till. Um, that's even the one painting that he's doing early on where it's Candyman being beaten. That is very reminiscent of, you, of, of, of Emmett Till, frankly, and, and I'm okay with that. What I'm not okay with is, like I said, the main villain in the movie really is gentrification and mostly that of white people. It even says it in the movie. And then you look at the characters in the movies, right? So there's not a single white person in this movie that is of any redeeming quality. Look at the cast. You have the, the, the critic, who's a cunt. You have her art friends, who are cunts. You have the cops, who are cunts. When you look, if we're going to analyze movies universally the way that they're being picked apart, then when I analyze this movie, it tells me that the filmmakers had no intention of presenting any character of the vanilla face variety in a positive light. With that said, I like movies, so it didn't hurt me being able to enjoy it, but I'm going to be conscious of it. I will bring it up because there are people out there that are so fucking sensitive that they'd watch this movie and then they go on Facebook and, oh, it's anti-white and but. No, it's not anti-white. I think the problem with this movie is they have messages that they want to, social messages, that they don't elaborate enough on. So they kind, of throw, they, they kind of throw them out there, and then it's like, but we are in a horror movie, so let's, let's move on. I think there should have been some more time maybe spent on those messages and integrated them a little bit better instead of just kind of throwing them out in the ether. Would you mind? Okay. The lore, the scene where where William explains the such, lore, such a cool scene at that end when he's with the reflections. I think, I think I understand Matt's argument as um, 
it would make more sense throughout the movie, the message you're trying to deliver, if you had a scene like that for the message. Or, or consistency, so the message wasn't so, to me, shallow. Like, when, they really, when you really give the reasonings, it is on a base level of uh, racial and social injustice, which is okay, but we're in a time now where things are being discussed so openly, like those doors that once were locked about people being able to, I mean, look at us, you guys are three people of color and I'm a vanilla face, and we can talk about this shit. Those doors have opened to a certain point where I would have loved to see, I don't know how you do it, but more than just like, oh yeah, you know, it's because they gentrified and all the, you know, all that inequality, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, but we're filming a horror movie, so let's get back to the horror. It, you know what I mean? Like, it was a little disjointed in the messaging, I guess, is my really only issue with it. Um, besides, I did feel like Alex, and as the, the sore grew on his hand, mm-hmm. every time I saw it, I'm like, go to the hospital, you fucking idiot! And then the next scene, he scrammed, like, no, what are you doing? Like, nobody would not go to the hospital if when they lifted their hand, it's like, this is my strong hand, as it starts to grow on him, like... Every time they showed his hand, I was like, this fucking guy. Like, nobody my, would do this. My wife and kid were freaking out about the uh, the, the, the holes in his face. For real, like... like pretty badass. It, yeah, like, yeah. it's taking you like the, over, like and you're like... Net, mm. nest. By the way, how did the, how, how did the hospital miss that? Like, someone how did they let him a, walk out? Someone, re- uh, vet redeemed uh, Tritos for Doggo. Well, I don't have his camera on, vet. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> That's for the live streams, not this one. Not today. He's already had enough. Jen can, you you know, I'm not doing it. I'm not switching cameras to get him. He's over there squeaking his fucking squeaker, being rude. So, Anthony, you don't know, there's a a redeeming on his uh, Twitch for giving the dogs a treat. Yeah, I limited it to five a stream because everybody wants him to eat a fucking treat. Um, Yeah, but I, I... I, I think everything Matt says are valid points. I do know we, the the term they use is horror noir instead of black horror. Which, you know but, what? That's a cool term. It is, it is, a, it is a cool term. That's and a badass term. <clears throat> and for, I mean, for better or worse, Jordan Peele is this new pioneer of, of horror noir. And we're getting these like more elevated horror films in black horror. I think naturally with today's climate, a lot of them are going to have very like hard driven issues. Um, I really hope this movie gets a sequel. Um, I do too. I'm excited for Jordan Peele's new film. So, um, so question though, where does it go with the sequel? Like, I don't know. You know, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they, uh, this is an incredible origin slash continuation but like, and, and I mean, there are scenes in this movie that go hard. Like when he gives him the hook and everything, and he cuts the arm yeah. off. Like there is shit in this movie that I you. It's a mainstream R-rated horror movie, and you expect kind of goofy gore. You don't. I mean, this movie was violent. Like the scene in the bathroom when he wipes out all of them, and the first one, it's just that like thick layer of blood that's dripping mm-hmm. down. It's From like the sink that, over, like it was like yeah, the yeah. That he the... literally squeegeed her into the sink. Like it, it's it, the the gore in this movie is amazing. I, I will say, cinematography wise, it's amazing. Uh, I talked about it earlier. I appreciate the color tones they used. I appreciate the, them. I did they was were those buildings fake or were those part of the Robert Taylor homes that are still in existence that nobody lives in? 
No, the, that uh, they tore that one down. Uh, that's what I thought. So in, those are all just. Did they put those up for the movie then? That that because they tried their best something. to recreate it. Yeah. Which that I thought was CGI. neat. It was a it, built set and CGI for the rest of it. It being in the underground of the old homes was neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, the I, I really dug the mirrors trick of. And you, you guys, wait, you guys that, remember that movie Mirrors? With mm-hmm. Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. Basically, it was it was kind of this concept. Uh, where the where they like you could only see them in the mirror. Yeah, uh, I, th- I the 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 smaller ones, the, the the single floors. I think those are still around somewhere. If not, they have something duplicated like that downtown. Are they just abandoned? Okay. What's that? Are they just abandoned? Well, look it over no. on uh, Clybourne and uh, what is it? Clybourne and Damon. The those. Oh no, they're they're, 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 they're 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 revamping all that right now. Are they they're really? Actually, yeah, they're they're doing the bricks and everything. They just finished one section of it because that sat for a section. decade or two with nothing done to it. No, there was people still living there. Oh really? Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Up until I moved in into this place, which is about four years ago. Shit. Holy they shit. They were still living there. Okay. I did see that the director of this movie uh, is directing a Marvel movie called The Marvels, and I kind of have no interest in it. Um, <laughs> but it's a Marvel movie, so we'll see. It's supposed to be the sequel to Miss Marvel, which hasn't. Oh come wait, out is yet, it? Right? Is that the the, the animated series? Or that's a, no, it's uh, a, it's the, the, the no. There is there is going to be a series, but this new movie yeah, is going to have the Captain young... Marvel. I'm sorry, it's yeah, Captain Kamala Marvel. Khan, it's the Marvels, so it's all of them. It's Monica a sequel Rambo. to that one. Which I believe Monica Lewinsky plays her last role as Captain Marvel, and thank God because that bitch Brie Brie Larson. I can't. Say oh, you know what? Would you I rather have her sell cars for you? There is one movie I do like her in, and and that's Free Fire. But it's an ensemble cast. She's not, not like the Kong? forefront. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Room, where she's Skull trapped Island? in a room. Yeah, I loved her in Room. I just wanted her to die in the end. What about Skull Island? I like the movie. I I don't like her in it. The problem is, is I don't think I've ever seen her in a movie where she's likable. Yes, I don't think in real life she's no. Like, well, that's just the thing is, I think she's just such an insufferable cunt that like she can't not act that way in her movies. Like, tell me a single line of dialogue you remember in a movie of hers where she didn't sound like she was talking down to the person she was talking to. Yeah. So. Like it's Skull Island, that was it, it was nothing but her talking down to people. Yeah, so, yeah. No, I I don't know. Free Fire, she was okay in, but I mean, it's a, she's doing the same shit in that movie. It was just more of an ensemble cast. So like, you have people getting lit on fire and shit. Whatever. <laughs> Tarto Copley gets lit on fire. That's yeah, yeah. the Guardians of the Galaxy blonde mullet skin. Yeah, she well, she was supposed to be unlikable in Scott Pilgrim, so she played the role well. That's true. That's probably the only role she did well. They 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 met her and they were like, "We got the perfect role for you." Mm-hmm. Insufferable. Um, so, what was your guys' favorite part of this one? Because, like, for me, it it legitimately is that pan away murder scene. It's I will say away. though, I actually like that whole scene. The the, the convers- art the conversation. Yeah, the, the, the art the gallery end. though, man. Like as he's watching him in the mirror, tear the fucking. Projection yeah, screen. That was one of my favorites there. Oh, um, dude. Like yeah, it's it's between the the art gallery scene and the uh, pan away from the the one art director getting killed. Now I will say um, the end scene though, I really appreciate it because it starts off with him as a man, and you basically as he 
allows himself... I feel like that's what that scene is. It's where he is going from man to Candyman. And by the time he gets wrapped around the car and you see all the reflections of the personas, he's just covered in bees. Yeah. Like, that is him fully engulfed in it. And then the final... You really can't the, see the face. And the, the final shot, when you get Tony... Like, I'm sitting there the whole time, and I'm like, I fucking heard Tony Todd is in this. Where's Tony Todd? It's 2.30 in the morning. Give me Tony Todd. <laughs> and I was very happy that at the end of the movie is when you get him, and he just yep. obliterates the officer... And it is a CGI, very youngified version of Tony Todd, but it's yeah. clearly him. And he does deliver the line of tell everyone, and then it just to black. Which I love endings of movies that go right to black. Like, look at Saw 1. And it's the same, if you look at that pattern and ending, it's the same thing. That yeah. scene builds, 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 builds black. Same thing with the ending of Saw. I love movies with those endings. Tabia! Yeah, I remember seeing the ending of Saw 1 in theaters and just leaving being like, what the fuck? Well, <laughs> then, but that's also back when theaters, didn't matter what time of the morning you went to, all sounded great. All the yeah. audio was pumped and you walked out deaf. And the ending of Saw is cuts to black and it's just his screams until the credits roll. And it's those, but you have to do those endings where you build it up and then it then you cut it to black. You can't just be mm -hmm. like, gives a weird look into the camera. You know what I mean? Like, that's to me cliched. Oh, they like, they do that look back. Yeah, or it's like you know he's you know every ghost movie where you don't know if they're still haunted. It's just the one character with a thousand yard stare, and then it cuts to black. You know. <laughs> um, how many different iterations of of Candyman were there though? Did they make like three or four? Or, uh, yeah, the four. I think four because you had the original, then you had the one in nineteen. 19... Tony Todd's supposed to be the original. Yes. 18 that's where it started all or whatever and then you had the you had like 19 something and then you had the the one that is the Candyman through most of this movie and then you have the newest generation which is the main yeah. character okay. which i love the fact that it's a generational thing like that the whole idea of he was essentially a marked child he was always destined to be Candyman. Mm -hmm. like no matter what he does he was going down this road yeah which is an interesting concept because it this is a movie that does like to talk about, you know, the environmental surroundings affecting people's behaviors and how they go through life and who they become. And then realistically, this character never had a choice no matter what he did. Yeah. He was always going to gravitate towards it and become him, which I think is a fucking depressing angle in the end. Doesn't make me like him anymore, though. Yeah, the way he finds out where he was born versus out where he thought he was born. Well, also, yeah. like, her friends are kind of right. Like, loser, get off your ass. Like, she's, I don't think this, the woman in it gets enough credit for being, like, one of the, oh, like. her brother? Her brother? Well, Nathan's well, character, Troy, man, he, he, he was hard on her, but he was telling the truth. Yeah, like, he was great in this movie. Get your shit together. What the fuck are you doing with him? Like, yeah, I uh -huh. love him in this movie. I love that, yeah. Him and his boyfriend. But, of like, you, are you, gonna, you know, you're going to go and kick his ass. He's like, I'll kick his ass. That's how I feel. Like, he's, he's, he's literally like, rolling he's a brawn. He's like, yeah, I'll do it if I have to type thing. Okay. Like, that's me. Like, I'm. It, that's him in a smaller, gayer version of me. Only slightly gayer, by the way. See, it was, it was hard for me to feel bad for any of the characters in this movie because I despise the, like, art the like pompous like, mm, community i yes. 
I I wanted to go to Tell art on. school when I was younger, but I can't stand those people. I cannot stand and, them. And the sad thing is that's what those people are actually like. Like, yeah, it's yeah. not an overdramatization. They're all kind of just vapid pieces of shit. Yeah. Like, they're your friends as long as you're popular. Yeah. And I almost, I almost wished it was gorier and I got to see Candyman kill, like, like I would have liked for it, like, the lights to go out and he started killing, like, everyone at that art show. But it probably would have been you know, too much for the movie. I will say, yeah, um, but really for the first main kill of the movie, they do a pretty good job. You know, like, they also do that thing where it's like, we're not going to show you the bodies. And then you show the bodies. Like, I love that in movies where it's mm -hmm. like, we're going to leave some mystery. And then it's like, no, we're not. By the way, here's the mangled corpses. Um, my, I will have to say the, the bathroom kill is just all five of those little bitches gone. Well, it's supposed to be five at the beginning, but then uh, then one runs out and then a fifth one, one comes out. back in. But she, she sees what's going on and she fucking puts her headphones on and picks, picks well, her feet up. On well, yeah, she wasn't way. part of the stupidity. And, I, yeah, and no. you know, they set that up from the very beginning of the movie. And I wonder where that was going to go. They set it up mm -hmm. from the, the art scene and I was like, how is this girl going to play into it? I will say, what's the point of the scene? Don't get me wrong, I'm all for extra violence and gore in these movies, but what was the actual point of it, if any? So I, this is where I agree with Matt. Like, that scene was cool, but it felt like it was a cut from a different like just a weird cut from like maybe this was going to be in a different story of the candy man or a sequel it felt, like, yeah, or... it just felt like it was inserted like we have this gore scene let's just put it there or am i, I supposed liked to be it like, oh. i really liked it but it was a badass scene i just it it didn't really have any place beyond like maybe here's a scene was, to show you ripping them off it could be a throwback later saying say my name because she left the, the art studio and said it somewhere else and then also alex's spreads Alex's oldest daughter, I won't say her name, but she's totally Jezebel. the girl who like walks out before yeah. saying the name last time. Like, nah, I'm, yeah. I'm out. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> That's, that would have been me. So I'm like, what are you doing? No, no, I'm out. You got a Ouija board in your backpack too, dipshit? No, I'm out. So um, I, I think that scene was meant to show that that Candyman, it didn't do a very good job, but I think it was meant to show that Candyman is, is trying to spread. Yeah, That's, yeah. That's it's not thing, just that, that scene would have been better not at yeah. the very end because the tony todd's but like a mid-credits scene yeah. where you just get oh, that yeah, yeah. because tony todd well see that was the other problem is why did they yeah. use this candy man for the majority of them because he's the only one that does the killing in the movie <laughs> until the very end and i i would have liked if since all of the lore is connected each murder scene should have had a different candy man that would have been a nice like way to get the the viewer to be like, what's going on? Yeah, like, like there's four of well, there's three of them in the past. So you give one to this guy, one to the other one, and then Tony Todd does the rest up until the end when it's clear that it's him, and then you bring Tony Todd back into it. I think that'd have been a, a little bit more cohesive. Write it, send it in, do the reboot. Come on, I'll be part of the I sequel know, Matt, team. Matt always like re Reboot tailors a movie in a way that sounds better. Than the way it was. <laughs> well, I, I like, and like I said, I really do really like this movie. There was just some things I would have done different. Um, the whole scene at the end where he wipes out all the cops, I would have started that inside the building and made it a true horror scene where the cop, you know, he shoots, he shoots Candyman, which, you know, whatever, as he lays there and then she's handcuffed and everything, right? The corrupt cop is being corrupt cop. I would have then taken the scene from the cop car 
in the building where the officer goes in to re- to like do whatever he's doing evidential Get for the bodies that are there, yeah. and Candyman's body's gone. You give me a couple minutes of horror movies searching in these dark kind of caverns that there are. Get let him, and then that scene where that cop comes out and he's got his throat slashed open and he's dying. You have that cop's story, the last two minutes of his life, then you lead it out and then back into the car thing. So you have his whole little couple minute scene of getting his throat slit, and then boom, you're right back in the car watching him step out of the doorway, and then the rest of the scene continues. I would have loved to get a little bit more horror in this movie anywhere I could have. All right. We ready for wrap-ups on this? And, uh, yeah, do you want to do... Uh... Uh, Chicago gunshots because that's <laughs> pew pews. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, yep, sounds about right. Or you sh- know, Chicago, clack, clack. Chicago, is that a gunshot or a fireworks? We'll do that. That's a fun game we play on the South Side in the summer. By the way, it's literally not even that much warmer. It's like forty-five out, and the sirens basically all day. <laughs> I have not heard one fucking fire truck drive by since we've been doing this. I didn't say fire truck. I hear the sirens all the time in Oak Park, but it's because Oak Park is surrounded by old people. Same because there's us, a lot of retirement yeah. places, and it's all. My wife is like, "Why are there so many sirens?" It's like it's all the old people dying. That's yeah, that's that's no, this. No, that's they that's, that's indigestion, that's, or they couldn't fucking get up from the tub. That's, that's totally this area's problem too. They're totally like, all the old people. The toilet. Not to do anything with violence of any sort. Totally old people. Yeah, my my wife's uncle used to be a firefighter, and I remember asking him, like, "Did you go like stop a lot of fires?" And it's he's like, "No, it was mostly like scraping people who tried to commit suicide off the highway and oh, lifting fat people out of tubs when they're deceased for like two days." And oh. I was like, "That doesn't sound like a fun job." He's like, "No, don't be a firefighter. It's Dude, fucking terrible. Like I drink very heavily." Of the time, firefighters are first on scene, and they see some of the yeah. craziest shit. Then they get uh, serial callers, people that call in to fucking get the fire because they want attention, so they call the fire department. I'm gonna go first. One and point five. No, <laughs> I really like this movie. I'm gonna give this One movie a point five. Solid four and a half. Um, I think if you, I mean, I don't want to make a disclaimer, but I'll be straight up with my opinion on it. I think if you're someone who's really sensitive to racial issues of any kind, like if you're that person that like. You sit there and you hear something of the in, on the news of anything to do with POC people or people of P, whatever how they phrase it, and it frustrates you. Like if you're that person that's just like ah oh, fucking BLM, you're gonna hate this movie straight up. Um, which is to say you're being close-minded. I think uh, it annoys me some of the messaging, but I, I really do appreciate the cinematography in it. Um, I like them revitalizing the character the way they did. They built on the lore. They continued it. They've given it further lore for sequels. Um, higher than seven, yes. And I think the reasoning it's higher than seven is because seven is older. And by this point, it did not have any sort of the kind of woe factor it did at that point. This movie's a it's a beautiful movie. It's not, I wouldn't say it's exceptionally well written. Like there's no one line in dialogue, maybe between the critic and him a little bit. But it's not a movie to make you like kind of think. But it's written well enough. the the the, the CGI, the acting, um, the story, all great, you know. And I still give it a four and a half. Like I said, if you're somebody who's e- either sensitive to that sort of shit or you're tuned out of it completely, where if any sort of ideology comes in any movie, like if you're like, hey, hey I'm gonna go watch Attack on Titan and not think about things, this might not be your movie either, you know. 
naked bacon. Right, true. But um, yeah, I, I'm gonna give it a four and a half out of five. I really enjoyed it. I, I'd like for Jen to watch it. She didn't watch it with me. I don't. I tried to tell her that it wasn't really a horror movie, but because um, it isn't, I it's just, I do have that problem with this movie, and it's more of a problem in marketing than anything else. Is this isn't a horror movie? Jordan Peele doesn't make horror movies, um, so stop calling them that. Stop ballooning this Masters of Horror sort of thing. They make great psychological thrillers. I think this director has more potential to create a solid horror movie than even Peele might. Simply because this movie at least had more of those vibes that I felt Get Out or Us did. Um, I would love to see them two come together and do a legit zombie movie, though. I'd love the cinematographer and director of this movie to handle that and Peel write it like like he helped co-write this. I think um, the new movie that Peel's got coming out looks amazing. Nope. But, um, yeah, oh, it does yeah. look... Yeah, it looks fucking amazing. It's got Twilight Zone vibes. Yep. Yeah, Twilight... You know, I also got Cowboys vs. Aliens vibes. The Daniel, oh, yeah. A little bit. Like, it, it, it looks amazing. Like, I love his movies. I just... I feel like in the realm of horror, he gets too much credit. I will say he makes amazing movies. I won't say he makes amazing horror movies. But yeah, four and a half out of five out of this one. I, I'll watch this again, no problem. I fucking really enjoyed it. Sweet. Uh, oh, next. Yeah. All right, you go. I'm more important. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I, you're gonna be like, I was born first, asshole. <laughs> That's also um, fairish. I'm going to give this a solid five. Um, I did love this movie. I love movies with lore. I love lore movies. Uh, this movie dove into the lore. Um, they created a new Candyman out of the main character who nobody liked, apparently. Um, the, char- the actor was great. The character was just like, he doesn't do anything he, in this movie to make you like him, though, either. He like, doesn't. Yeah. You meet him. A piece of shit. Like, you meet, and yeah, the art people were pieces of shit, sure. The characters you're not supposed to like, you don't but like, like them. Yeah, it's a, I'm just, I just want to say this. Like, you're trying to be a professional artist. You don't get drunk and then fucking pick a fight at an art gallery you aren't running that you got a thing for in somebody else's art gallery. Like you're just not professional, man. You're kind of that an was asshole. Still funny. Yeah, I that do. Was still and funny. your girlfriend at the door. And did he's you like, a yeah, favor? You're goofy bitch. ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, and that was the thing is I wanted to see more of that character too because this movie doesn't the oh I mean I I relate to the gay friend or brother the most because he's the only one who actually speaks his fucking mind in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody else did seem a bit tame, writing-wise, which I did have a little bit of an issue with, because it's like, this isn't how anybody really talks. Well, also, I gotta say something real quick about the brother. If I don't care if it is my brother. You come into my house lighting fucking candles when I don't want you to, fuck you, get the fuck out. Yeah, but you have a weird like, thing with candles. <laughs> you also hate your brother. Hey. <laughs> no. We hate his <clears throat> That's true. <laughs> Here on the Nerd 2 Mother I, Podcast, I just... we say fuck his brother. I just don't <laughs> care to see him. <laughs> um, no, but I love the lore. Um, I love movies with lore. Um, this movie did a good job of pulling the lore from the first one, pulling it into this one. And like Matt said, expanding on it. The way this movie ended, the end, the, the lore they put into it, they can go anywhere with it, which would be great. I would love to see a second movie to this. Um, I thought all the actors did a good job. Um the gore was great. I would have loved to see more gore. I do agree with that. Um, I'd actually like to see more a mini, more. I, I'd like to see a mini series, right? Like Ooh, one, nice. like if you're not if they're not going to do a sequel, right? Do a series where the first three episodes are the original lore and the other two Candyman's, 
It's okay. just Tony Todd walking around a neighborhood being like, Helen. <laughs> Somebody tell me where Helen is. I, dude, I don't know why. I got I got Tony Todd from The Rock is in my head. Like, badass military murder a motherfucker, Tony, Tony Todd. Like, I love that Tony Todd, too. Like, I like Candyman, but badass stab you in the throat, Tony Todd. See, in my idea, it's it's 2022, so he's asking for Helen, and no millennials name their kids Helen, so he's just constantly walking around. The fuck you talking about? We it's 11 o'clock at night, motherfucker. I'm the candy <laughs> man. Like, I got diabetes. I can't have candy, you motherfucker. Because he goes into an old folks area, like, mistakenly, like, do you have patrons? Oh, fucking get away from me. So, ew, like, he's like, bees, sting this bitch. And fucking old lady gets fully engulfed in bees and starts running away. Um, yeah, it's a solid five for me. I do like this movie. I'll go before Lewis because uh, I know he's got a lot more to say than Damn I do. Lewis <laughs> is having an anger seizure. For me, it, it's a four point five. Um, it, it it gives me a little bit of uh, the feel from the original because you see you see them try to recreate the Cabrini Green, which I, you know I've seen it. You know, you guys were how old back then? That was eleven years ago. My dad used to drive, <laughs> like literally take us. We would have to go through downtown, or how we. I think my uncle, my yeah, my my uncle uh, lived out here, and he, he would drive us through there on purpose. There. Yeah, you could drive, drive Clyborn straight. He would up go, there. no, no, we're gonna go by Cabrini. I'd be like, okay, and then he would be like, I don't know what his point. But he's just a psychopath, I think. That that building, that Fucking building was nuts. one of the last big structures that was left, and and there's like if you look at the pictures, they 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 tore it on from the middle down. Um, but well, I the story, delivered... the stories from there is they used to literally, the uh, the separate towers they would shoot through the windows at each other yeah yeah like across the fucking way if if you're watching this and you're not a chicago native that lived in that time like it was an area where like you just knew like hey don't fucking go there like don't get around there it didn't and it also didn't matter your 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 creed or affiliation either just no you it was you were not welcomed by anyone there nobody was welcome in that area even those who lived there it was kind of similar to Training Day, that one little strip where that, you know, that he had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, very similar. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but it was just like, it was kind of fucked up. But yeah, I delivered I delivered light fixtures there one time to this fucking, these guys that had fucking armed security next to them the whole so time. I leave it and go. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, can we get somebody to take this shit so I can leave? <laughs> I, I was selling, I was, sell, I was working for Window Works and I had an appointment and the guy's house, he was an old cop and his house was the end. It was a, a short, short block. And just giant grass on the other side of this little alleyway. It was literally formerly Cabrini. Like, literally everything's just been leveled. And I'm talking to him after we did business, and he there was this minivan and these guys in the alleyway down here. And he goes, those motherfuckers are selling drugs. <laughs> and I was like, excuse me? Now, mind you, I'm on a sales appointment, and I'm nice and I'm not wearing a Punisher shirt. I'm nice and dressed up. And he goes, I used to be a former cop. I could fucking take him. And I was like, what? And he's like, they're nothing but piss ants selling their fucking drugs. I call the cops. They look at this. Look at this shit. It's a fucking drive-thru. And sure enough, minivan pulled off. Another car went in, pulled off. And we watched like five of them. He's like, they do it all fucking day long. And he was this older, like, reminded me of like a Clint Eastwood Wild West sort of black dude, though. Like the type that (laughs) just toes, but a hell of a shot with a six shooter. Um. Yeah, he was a badass dude. I did. I wonder if he ever got his windows. Yeah, it was crazy. I'm looking at like, I mean, I I sold it to him, but I, yeah, I'm looking at the field. I did I'm just my like, job. I'm just like, holy fuck! You know, Cabrini's nothing but a giant soccer field at this point. 
Just grass. Some of it still is. Yep. They're still developing over there. But um, yeah, overall, uh, you're supposed to hate the people that you that you hit that you hate. You know, while the movie's going, which I like that um, when they have those kind of characters, and it it was just kind of cool to see the different Candyman iterations that they had going through the times, and it it, it kind of threw me at first when I saw this guy. I was like, "What the fuck's going on?" And then as I saw, as I heard the stories that they were going on, and then you hear about um, um, Bill Bill's uh, character, Coleman Domingo, where he's he's the the little kid who sees this fucking guy behind me. And lives to tell about it, and I thought that, I thought that was all pretty cool. And it's a four point five, and uh, we're gonna hear Anthony's uh, take on this now. Yeah, I, uh, I the guy behind Alex Scatman Weathers or whatever the fuck his name is, he's pretty creepy. But uh, yeah, so this Bad is guy a, from the principal. This is <laughs> five for me. Uh, being like th- this series, uh, uh, being like a Chicago killer growing up uh creeped me out um and i've always i love tony todd i'm I'm a fan of him as like the death character in final destination Mm -hmm. but it's it's also interesting especially probably for all four of us this movie one of its subject matters being gentrification because the neighborhood we lived in oh is that matt I was <laughs> that's, that's you. <laughs> the the neighborhood we all grew up in is like fu- it gentrified the fuck up, like that mm-hmm. whole area. So it's I, I don't know. There's there's things in this movie that click with me. Um, I do I want to see this director do more horror shit. I really hope she doesn't get swept up in the Disney and you're getting all these fucking superhero shit. Um, I do think people won't like this film if they don't like, I hate to use the term elevated horror or art house horror because this movie leans more towards that. And I agree with Matt that it's like, if you watch this movie, you're going to be like, that wasn't a horror movie because it's more of a psychological thriller. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do really like it. I think in terms of like horror noir, like this is a pretty kick-ass film. Yeah, um, I'd agree. I like the cinematography. Um, I do like the main actor and and Domingo, even though, like Alex said, you do kind of hate these people. Um, and I I really hope another one gets made. Although I don't see anything about a sequel. Um, I think I, maybe that's a good thing. Like I think really you is, do some, need to have a good story for a sequel on this one. Maybe they just don't have anything that's good. Yeah, it, it. maybe it's going to take some time to come. Maybe they, either they don't have any plans for it right now. You know, Jordan Peele's doing his own thing. I don't know what this director's doing. I'm assuming after the success of this movie, they're going to have <laughs> she's going to have more and more projects on her plate. Um, but I don't know. Maybe it does need some time. Maybe some time is a good thing. You know. But I, I will also speak to the horror noir community. Stop slapping jordan peele's name on your marketing on your movie um like eli roth yeah it's yeah it's like like be your own thing like it's becoming a little bit like national lampoons presents like yeah yeah like do you but Mm -hmm. like i understand you want credit but like we don't need the presents on movies anymore like quentin tarantino is notorious for that shit but it also shadows the director. Like, I'm I'm not going to lie. I fell in the vein. I was like, oh, I'm watching a Peel movie. And then when I watched it, I'm like, that was an appeal movie. And Anthony is like, yeah, it wasn't directed by Peel. I was like, oh, shit. 
yeah it's like no. th- this is a thing of like is is this director gonna keep working with jordan peele as a producer and all our movies oh it's jordan peele it's jordan peele like yeah i like to see directors like do that like jordan peele before he was like known uh, uh, i hate when people say he's a master of horror um <laughs> but before he was like broke out like he did his own thing and I just feel bad when directors like get pigeonholed into like, I got to keep following the person who inspires me. And now his name is constantly on my stuff. Well, so I hope she does her own stuff. Here's my other question too. Like, and this is specifically for Peel, right? He's put himself in kind of this niche of master of horror, which I don't agree with, but like, he's also got quite the comedic bone and I'd kind of like to see some of that again too. Like we I know, know I hope he doesn't we, leave that. Like, like we know you've got a good cinematographer's eye. Like you could probably make a really funny and I don't know if uh, what was the the Keanu movie was okay, but you don't need key. Like do your own fucking thing. Write a comedy. Like I, I do hope he keeps some of that variety up because I do love his psychological thrillers. Um, but I don't know. Maybe get a little bit of, and I'm hoping maybe with the sci-fi element and the new one, he's he's pulling a little bit away. I have a feeling that's going to be much less of a psychological thriller, or anything, and it's going to be more of a you know war worlds type of feel to it. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be bonkers. But yeah, if you haven't <laughs> seen uh, the original Candyman, please check it out. It's awesome. Tony Todd just wants to get his rocks off on Helen. Um, and if you haven't read Books of Blood. Um, Check out the Forbidden uh, story, which Candyman's based off of. It's pretty cool. So Vet said he didn't know that he was part of a Black Klansman movie. Peel, I th- I don't think uh, Spike Lee directed that one. Peel, I don't know what he had or what he did on it. To be honest with you, I never saw that movie, even though I am a big fan of Adam Driver. I don't like Spike Lee, which is why I didn't watch it. But there's, I mean, to me, there's nothing appealing about Spike Lee's. Film or style, film style in any way, shape, or form. There's nothing. Not my, not my, and the, the hype is, is you know, around him. I've really seen any of Spike Lee's films. I do like the Twenty Fifth Hour. Uh, Inside Man was pretty good. Um, the Black Klansman does look good. And I am a big fan of Adam Driver. That one, I just like. I said, I'm not a huge fan of Spike Lee. So, um, I don't really like Do the Right Thing, but that just might be because that movie feels weirdly old. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. It's dated really oddly. Lewis, you gave your hot dogs or gunshots? Yeah, fi- yeah, fi- yes. five, five. Is that a gunshot? Is that a firework? Don't worry. Go to bed, honey. We're fines. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> oh, haha, kids are just being kids. All right. Well, we are going to take a real quick break before we hit Ghostbusters after uh, life. I do need to get a refreshment uh, refill. So we will be right back with... Well. What'd you call me? Oh, he was a producer. Okay. Mm. <laughs> oh, Peel? Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Be right back. All right. I'm going to get some ice, guys.
Yeah, um, we are live now. We can so, yeah. we'll just fucking we'll, let's talk about what movies we want to do next. Um, so you said the fifteenth and the twenty second. So you're gonna do two weeks in a row. Yeah. Okay. I want to do one of those weeks back to the future. I was just about the to say trilogy. Let's do back to the future. The other uh, week has to be Batman. Okay, so this is oh. gonna be a weird mix because we did talk about doing this. Would anyone want to do Scott Pilgrim and Batman, or should we just leave Batman on its own because it's three hours long? The Batman, you mean? Okay, I got gotcha. you. You can no, suck you can, it. You can. No, 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 no. Because you kept you started saying Batman. I was like, I was confused a little bit. What do you? Why Scott are you confused? Hold on. Let's break this down. What confused because you? Because I, exactly? I wasn't. Re- I wasn't thinking about when it's coming out as far as the dates. <laughs> I don't fucking follow the dates like everybody does. Okay. I mean, you, when, you know, when the, does I don't believe the Schwarzenegger the 15th, Batman just released. When do, it comes out the fifteenth, yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah HBO would be, everyone would have to watch it that day. Yeah, no, that's three hours. No. Of, we'll, do it yeah. so we'll do we'll do that on the twenty fifth. I really like the idea of doing the Back to the Future trilogy. I I want to discuss the him wanting to fuck his mom like that's going to be a, a, a focal oh, point 30 minute it's conversation well, well what's even what's even weirder about that movie is she really wants to fuck him like she really badly it's him, though and he, and he kind of knows it's her but not at first well do he, he well he's not the one that wants to do her I, well I, I mean there's no also but he kind of does tangents as of why doc brown should not be around kids at yeah. all no, I think the Rick and Morty Doc Brown is much more realistic. Like in the real world, that's what Doc Brown would have been. It would, you know what I mean? Like he's a fucking psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> I do love. So yeah, you want to yeah. do the fifteenth trilogy on the fifteenth? Yeah, right. and then we'll do. It's either we do something with Batman or we just do the Batman. Um, that I think next we should week. just do the Batman. I like the conversation we have, Matt, where we talk about. Yeah, we do a retrospective. Of, yeah, and yeah. Why. So yeah, so yeah, the fifteenth, we can we can you know also, go into the other movies and like our you know Dark Knight. We can just talk about all of that. And who's your favorite also, Batman with nipple suit? For anybody who's watching, uh, the Batman comes out April fifteenth on HBO Max. So everybody will have a, a, a whole week to watch it if they want to join in. Yep. From now on, uh, well, at least for this year, Warner Brothers movies are a forty-five day delay. Peacock movies are, or I'm sorry, um. Paramount Plus are forty five day delay, so Jackass Forever's out there now. Yep. Uh, the Wait, screen... it's out now? Yeah, it's now? good. Yeah. yeah, Jen and I watch it. It's good. You watch it yet, Giovanni? Mm-hmm. Is it kind of sad though? Because so like, the ending, the the end of those movies always have that moment of like, oh man, I've been watching yeah. these since I was a kid, and they do do a little bit of a tribute to Ryan Dunn at the end, which I really uh, appreciated. Okay. Um. Steve-O is my favorite now. I never used to like Steve-O, but Steve-O in this one was really? my favorite. You know what, dude? I, 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 I was the sobriety like, in him. He, he was him. okay, but I, I do listen to his podcast a lot. But back in the day when he was all strung out, it was just like, you know that guy when you're at a party who's like, yeah, I'll jump on the fucking table. I don't care. He was that guy. That guy doesn't mesh well with this guy. Like, I'm the guy in the corner that as big as I am is low-key. And, like, if I step into a situation... Then there's something is legitimately gone so, wrong. So is Steve now the guy that says, "Yeah, I'll jump on that table only if we do this first and then get this right." And... <laughs> I I really liked his <laughs> apprehension in doing things, like okay. sober, like the the you haven't seen it yet, right? No, no. I so he he, but he I, but I can understand. He I does understand. a speedo of bees essentially at one point. Well, not even just all, anyways. 
And there's a moment where he's like, dude, I don't know. And it's like, I kind of like, and his facial expressions. Well, he's he, done that before, though. He, well, not like this. Okay. Not, it's, yeah, yeah not, it's, not like this. I'll put it this oh, way. Like, Literally, the scene just, it goes from one scene to Steve-O's dick. Like that. Okay. I'll put it that way. Aaron was getting destroyed the whole movie. Was that one of the dude, the new dude's names? There were some new people in it. There's a big old fat bastard. Uh, yeah, Zach ass. Yeah, yeah, British black dude and a chick. Who, you know what? She took some scorpion stingers to the face, so... Oof. Yeah. Uh, the, oh, yeah, the softball on the leg. Yeah, anyways. Uh, well, 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 you know, I mean, at some point we should just review all those movies. I mean, the, I don't think that would that still would be like an hour-long episode, but... Are you going to include the CKY shit, too, and... Well, you know my opinion on that, which is you don't have Jackass without, C- without CKY, because CKY footage was essentially the first season of Jackass with Johnny Knoxville thrown in. That's why it's weird Bam not, not being involved. So Bam is in it. it all. Did you notice him, Giovanni? Mm-hmm. There's one shot where they couldn't edit him out. There is no interview with him. Just, it's one shot they couldn't get him out of there because it would have the whole thing would have been no good. The whole bit would have been done? Yep. Yeah, it would have been screwed. And you know what, though? Seeing him in it in that one scene, because I'm, I'm a Bam Margera fan as far as the old days. I was a Viva La Bam fan. Still am. So it is, it is because the problem is we're, we're out Ryan Dunn. Like, if we had Ryan Dunn, I can do Jackass without Bam but Ryan Dunn. You know, like, but both of them out, man, it did feel hollow, and the new cast didn't do anything to fill any sort of gap. But you get to see him next week on WrestleMania. Who? Jack- Oh, I don't give, is that next week already? Yep. Next weekend. Oh, okay. I mean, I'll watch it. I, you know, what, Which I it works like, out great because we're, we, that, that's a whole weekend, and these two gents are going to be out that weekend. So we uh-huh. take the weekend off. Yeah. It's two days, right? Yep. Yeah, I don't know. It's I'm going to watch it. Is it normally a two-day event? Last no, year it was no, what? last year because of the pandemic it was two, years, uh, two days. Yeah, they're continuing uh, the two-day thing. Maybe Vince McMahon so wait, was like more you, money. When you yeah. pay, so you pay for the pay per view for WrestleMania. Do you have to pay for no, you don't pay for you shit. Pay for it's on Peacock pay, you pay now. Pay for the Peacock Network, oh, or you shit. get it for free with your Xfinity. Okay. So I don't pay the extra five dollars to get the, the no ads. I do because fuck yes. ads. I don't care about the ads. <laughs> I dude, we are now. Oh, that I forgot you don't to need mention. Any more money from me. I didn't. I don't think I said what I was watching today, did I? No, no, no you did not. Jesus fuck. Um, the Office. We started again. We're down that rabbit hole. We're watching. We are in season two of the uh, super fan episodes, which, by the way, getting through season one in the super fan episodes, because season one is the worst season of that show. And it's just so rough to get through. And they've basically doubled the length of the episodes. Isn't it also like, like, isn't it also like almost supposed to be very similar to the the originals? Um, there's just a, that first season. Oh yeah, that first season's basically a remake of the British. It's one. just it's just new people doing the roles. Yeah, season two is when they all kind of get their own identities. Uh, but we did that, and we're also watching Mandalorian. We're at the end of the first season. Uh, gonna go into the had, second season. Had you not seen it, or had you not like gone through it at all? I th- actually we watched the first two ep- the first episode, and then life got in the way, and you know because you're I'm, you know we're reviewing Rescue Us, we're reviewing movies for this, we're. Then, then, you know, she works, and then she comes home, and she sleeps, so, like, um, we really just finally got to it where I was like, I want to watch this fucking show. Because, and then think, what do you think Peacemaker came out, so we blew through say, Peacemaker. What do you think about it? Yeah. I love it. I, 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 great, right? um, 
I, I would rather have him never take his helmet off, and I have gotten to the yeah. last episode of the first season where he oh, does. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm loving it. I do want to watch Boba Fett. I have heard Boba's kind of meh, though. Like, I heard compared to, compared to Mando, uh, Boba Fett's kind of a, a weaker weaker byproduct. Yeah. And the best the best episodes are when Mando's actually in Boba Fett. What, uh, what did you think about the Watiti episode? Where Taika Waititi directed it. It's oh, the episode where the seven. two... Uh, yeah, it's the episode where... where they, Jason Sudeikis with and the, uh, the two um, troopers where he punches it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you could tell because uh, he's got his voice in it too, Waititi. I don't remember what he voices, but he voices he something plays, in there. Uh, he plays IG-88. Yes. Um, I, 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 there hasn't really been a bad episode yet, to, my, to be honest with you. I mean... There was now. Did he? Did he? Was that the same episode where they try to kill Mando? Yeah, I that think so, yeah. I That's really love the off, ending yeah. where you've got the uh, or the the that part where in there and the lights are going off and it's very, it's very well done. The show itself, also, I mean, Baby Yoda is just cute. Yeah, when he's playing with the little thing. knob and shit, and then he starts healing people like this little motherfucker. Um, <laughs> My son says Baby Doda. Because he can't say it properly. <laughs> but uh, we, I'm looking forward to the second season. I really, I really am digging that show. Um, there's a couple shows that I, I need to get into. Um, one that I'm gonna watch on my own. I think is I think it's called was it Raised by Wolves or? Yeah, I've been wanting to check that out. I got so that. Yeah. That yeah. I I really yeah, want to watch it. that. So that's on my list. Um, yeah, that's Precious. what we've been watching mainly. Office Precious now and fucking Mando. What is he saying? Grogu, Grogu is, is that the name of Baby Yoda? Yeah. Okay. Well, fuck you. I don't. I don't know what you're trying to say. <laughs> See, Matt, Matt and I suffer from the same thing though, where there's like a door that says, "Hey, new shit here," and a door that says, "Do you want to watch the same shit you've been yeah, watching?" It's li- it's literally and, like, we, like just, we just touch the doorknob yep. and then we go straight into the other door. <laughs> like I, twenty minutes into the episode of the new show, I'm already back on YouTube watching car crashes and fight videos. It's fucking See, ridiculous. See, and I'm the opposite. I'm like the new door. That I plow through it, like I, I just new no, stuff, new me, stuff. Me new and stuff. Matt are like going to A meeting, saying like you need to watch new shit, and it's like That's... yeah, but but there's heroin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Literally, <laughs> like, have you thought about sobriety? You know, and it's like, well, I have, right? But I got a whole bunch of not sobriety over here. I'm really looking forward to. <laughs> and like, that's a problem. Is there are nights like Alex is that we've talked about it with the games and. TV, like I'll start a movie and be like, ha ha ha, don't fuck this. Ten minutes, ten minutes in, sometimes less. Sometimes the credits are just finishing, and the intro credits, and I'm like, not feeling it anymore. I try the Highlander. If you guys go on Voodoo or whatever I have it on, you see Highlanders yeah. like two minutes in. That's how long my ADD let me watch Highlander <laughs> that fucking night. That's the best part about being logged into your Voodoo is you go to the recently watch and it's like yeah. thirty minutes in, forty five minutes in, ten minutes in. <laughs> It sucks, man. Like I said earlier, being crazy sucks. When you hear him on Steam, I'll I'll be sitting on Steam playing a game and I keep hearing, and it's him fucking playing a game, turning it off, playing a game, turning it off, playing a game. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I have to keep checking every time. See, what's he doing now? Matt's Matt's brain is the equivalent of the kid trying really hard not to get tagged in a game of freeze tag. It's just (laughs) zip zapping everywhere. So the other night I literally booted up Elden Ring. And I got one-hitted, and I was like, "Not nah, fuck this! I like, saw you, yeah, you went in Elden Ring, and then you were gone. Booted it up, I was like, I can't wait to get into this adventure. 
fucking first enemy tagged me and I'm like, nope, get him out. And I just fucking, I didn't even quit the game properly. I Windows keyed that bitch and right clicked the icon. Oh my yeah, my brain is just all sorts of fucking asshole. Does not allow me to concentrate. And then, but there are times like I, I did get a good chunk of uh, God of War in the other yeah, day. The other day. Yeah. But the problem with it was is this past week was the the anniversary of my mom's death, and that game is about a mother slash wife yeah. dying. So as I'm playing it, I'm just like, fucker. Like, you know, like, like, you, like, because it goes from a scene of, like, you're hacking these fucking ice demons to death, and then it's like, boy, and they have this nice little interaction. It's a wonderful game. Um, yeah, so, I, I have been getting little pockets, like, late at, like, two in the morning the other night, my brain was like, guess what you're gonna do? And I'm like, what? And it's like, you're gonna smoke and play two and a half hours of GTA Next Gen. And I was like, really? And I did. Like... There's little pockets I've been getting of, like, laser beam, you know, spectrum level focus. <laughs> I Last night was that with Candyman. I told Jen, I was like, I'm going to have to, like, I'm going to need, like, an hour to, or, like, 45 minutes to finish this because it's already, like, 1 in the morning. Nope. Watched the whole fucking thing last night. I can imagine when Matt, <laughs> like, forces himself to sit down and watch a movie. He's like, come on! Dude. How much time? I'm telling you, if it's not a if it's not a badass like kung fu movie, and even those, I'm like talking no, and it's like fast forward ten seconds or ten, you know, like a minute, and that's how I watch it. Like if I've seen a movie before nowadays, unless it's a movie where like it's meant the dialogue is a big deal, like if I put on John Wick, I don't see any talking in that movie. It's just fucking fight scene to fight scene. <laughs> Bloodsport would be a movie I'd throw on and actually watch. Like, the 80s movies are a little different because they hit a certain nostalgia, you know, where it's like, I could sit and just hang out and watch this This motherfucker movie. was kicking the ball like this, and there was asphalt falling from the ceiling. <laughs> what the fuck is that from? <laughs> that was that was Bloodsport. That was oh, fucking... God. I, I just... Oh, that was, that was a junk... I just so I was talking about this the other day with Mike. The uh, I can't remember what his name is now, but the main bad guy, where he's just like, "You are next." Like that dude was just fucking <laughs> was, giant was brick shit house. I loved him in that movie. Go watch Bloodsport, Fabian, if you haven't already. Even if you have, do it anyways. Bloodsport's awesome. good. So good. It's you know the like the training montage is a little weird. It where is. It's like we're gonna fight you, and he's like doing his weird stretchy thing. You know, it's like what we're, the fuck is going on here? Like we Remember get it, he, you can do the splits. He has to like do the dance in the bar when he when he's <laughs> dancing and shit. I just remember <laughs> the song having chimes in it, like the montage song. You just hear like middle of the fucking song. It's like what the fuck? Okay, we have another movie. This one probably won't be as long as Candyman because frankly, it's a Ghostbusters movie. There's not that much to discuss. However, it's the only good sequel. After number two, or only good Ghostbusters product. Well, that's not true. That's not true. I include the game in the Ghostbusters acceptable content. Because technically the game was a sequel. They wrote that. Dan Aykroyd and uh, Ramis wrote that fucking game. It was a um, script they had for a third movie. They did it in the game. So I'm going to say that's part of the lore. Not the 2016 one, though. At all. I've never played it. I've never played it. It's awesome. For like the last it's like decade, six bucks on Humble right now. Years ago, I used to not 
when Shay and I first started dating, I didn't have time to go to the movies. We were both like busting our ass to make, you know, the bills get paid. And I would just, I would buy physical media all the time. I'd never be able to see it in theaters. I would just buy movies that I saw trailers for. That's how like, I became it, too I with it. I bought the, the, um, the like steel tin collector's edition oh. of Ghostbusters 2016. Oof. And I came home and watched it and it was just immediately like, I remember like I would take care of my mm-hmm. movies. I put them on the shelf. This? I fucking beamed that thing across the room. But I, I, I don't not finish a movie. I will never DNF. I'll be like, I'm going to watch it all. Yeah. I remember the whole movie. I'm like checking the info for the time. Like how much is left? How much is left? How much is left? It was bad. Well, like Jen Holy wanted shit. to watch it because it had all like, she, you know, like she's a fan of all the actresses in it. And so am I. And then even she was like, holy fuck, that was bad. It is. Like, it's not a gender thing. Like, I hate to say it, but none of them were very... Like, the only one that was good acting-wise, in that, in my opinion, was Kate McKinnon, I think is her name. That was the blonde one. The short blonde one from SNL. The short hair? Yeah, I believe she had short hair. Yeah, yeah, I I like her, yeah. She was funny. Yeah, that movie's not bad. It's not a gender thing. And my wife thought so, too. I was like, that's a shitty movie. Who's because it's all girls? No, because those actresses are very good. But not in this movie. Not, not in this movie. So also, yeah, like... as a metalhead, I really hate like they're showing a metal concert and it's it's so just not a metal show. Like this is it's, satanic it's metal, what, man, and it's like are it's you what people who don't know a metal yeah. show think yeah. what like, you say you're going who, to? A metal, yeah, yeah who, like... whoever wrote that scene clearly is a fucking Kenny G fan. Like, they don't know music, they don't know metal, they don't know rock and roll for that fucking matter. But yeah, and then that scene in particular, when they're like, they're just like... You know, and like, it's supposed to be their... All four actresses just have the same... Like, they had never done CG before, I didn't understand it. They were there to rock. They were there to run. But, Lewis, what's um, some of these statistics? I, is there any pandemic statistics? How well did this movie do? Well, uh, all right. So, yeah, this movie came out uh, four days before Candyman. Um, so, August 23rd, 2021. Um, obviously, this is a sequel to the original two. Um, Jason Reitman uh, direct. Didn't he just die? No. His father died. His Ivan Reitman just, just yeah, passed away. Yeah. 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 Which has um, got to really sting, considering this is the last movie he directed, and it's about Spangler being dead. It's got to be a yeah, hard thing yeah. to do. It's... By the way, that that scene at the end with the, when when he with that his cameo touched the cockles a bit. I know. Yeah, I, no, I like, cried. Guilty man. I didn't I cry, cried. but I was no, like, I, cried. I was like, God damn it! I'm an emotional I had, bitch. I had, I had one tear. My wife has like, balls yeah, the in the family. Um, when we got married, she just took them from me, and I was like, "That's cool." Yeah, but she can deliver a swift roundhouse, though. She can. It, uh... um, and as soon as I as well, when the movie began, I teared up a bit because I knew exactly who. It yeah, was. it was like, yeah. "Oh, dude, that." I was telling Jen, I was like, exactly "That that's him. That's Spangler, isn't it?" And Jen's like, "I think," and I was like, "No, no, that's fucking Spangler." Because yeah. you can see with his frizzy hair, like yep. they, you know. And yeah. then the end of the movie, I was fucking bawling. I was so happy. The only thing I, I had to say about the whole uh, CGI Spangler is they make that weird um, Homer Simpson body. A little bit. Like, I, th- I think it was supposed to be the, like, really low. I think it was like the clothing didn't layer right because he had the jacket on. 
I think yeah. that was part of it is like you couldn't get a proper midsection because he had that like that baggy yeah. overcoat on. Um But yeah, all the shots yeah. that they showed him, I was kinda like, Oh shit, I don't know who that is. Yeah, yeah, and then I it sucks that he's dead in real life is like if he would still be alive and they just use that as the story, that's right. one thing. But the fact that he's passed away is really the shit eater of it. It's just like And fuck. it wasn't it wasn't a bad CGI and I like it that they didn't give him a voice. I like yeah, that they just I did kept too. it quiet. Yeah, because if they would have tried to mimic the voice, well, how, yeah, how do you previous, emulate Harry well, they, they take they take recordings of of the, and they they digitize it and it wouldn't it wouldn't have worked though. They, yeah, uh, it wouldn't have but worked. I'm glad they did. I'm glad they didn't do any kind of voice for it. I, I liked how they did it. Spoilers. Sorry. Yeah. So, so uh, <laughs> like, surprise, you know, motherfucker! Like, like you didn't know he died. Running time of a uh, hundred baby and loved minutes. it. Uh, budget was seventy five million, and this movie did pretty good. Box office was one hundred ninety seven million. Good. I hope they do a sequel. And obviously, this is based off uh, the original Ghostbusters, which was uh, written, I believe, written by uh, Dan Aykroyd. Dan Ramis will not shut up about Crystal Skull vodka. And Harold, he's got to hock it any way he can, brother. Um, yeah. Ch- Chicago native Harold Ramis, who was known as kind of an asshole back then. Okay, but, but was have really you guys seen at... Analyze This and That? He was still fucking comedically brilliant in his writing and directing. Like, he wrote those movies. Oh, yeah. But I'm sure it's one of those things where a lot of people thought he was a piece of shit, and then when he died, they're like, oh, God, Harold Ramis died. Like, yeah, there was a bunch been... of Twitter motherfucking for 10 years, and then it was like, oh, what a comedic genius! Hashtag Harold Ramis. I'm so sad. Him, him in Stripes, was, I, I thought, was one of his good roles, too. He was great in Stripes, yeah. Yeah. He was good and knocked up as well as the father. Fabian bought two of the bottles, not because he enjoys it, but because he's a raging alcoholic. <laughs> I, um, I think this movie did what all of these fucking movies are trying to do, where they took all the nostalgia and they're like, we're going to put it in front of you. And for some reason, every, for me, everything clicked in a place. And oh, well, I, you know what that I liked it. You know all. what that reason um, is, right? Mr. Paul motherfucking Rudd. Yeah. yeah, he's a handsome man. By, by the way, the, I Ryan did feel there's Mr. Gooperson. There is some. <laughs> there is a little stretching in this movie. There's some scenes that, that took a little too long, in my opinion. Also, I do feel it takes a little too long to get to the. The I mean, meat potatoes, it's, if you will. Yeah, it's the it's the last thirty five minutes of the movie, really. It does take a little bit too long to get into what we're all here to see. Um, also, I literally <laughs> timed exactly when the cameo of the fellows was going to happen. I told Jen at the when it happens, I go, they're going to get in trouble, pinned down, can't win, and then out of the fucking blue, the other three guys are going to show up. And literally, I was like, right now it's going to happen. And it did. But... Probably my favorite cameo ever in uh, any movie. My, mine was Sigourney Weaver because yeah. I wanted to marry her when I was little. Dude, yeah. in the um, first Ghostbusters, that's why Zool wanted her. You know. mm-hmm. but yeah, no, like when I think about it, like this movie did all of the, the Lewis's cardinal sins of like, don't do this, don't <laughs> shove nostalgia in my face. Oh, the don't, echo and, again. But for, but for some reason, like everything just like clicked and I was like, you I know, love this movie. It's I a feel-good movie. movie. Yeah, right. it's and it's the way the nostalgia was sprinkled. It wasn't like you know, well, it, it lobbed was, at you. No, and it wasn't mm-hmm. just like, oh, here's Dan Aykroyd. It was like the color patterns they used when they show Zool's um, throne area. 
mm-hmm. are mimicked exactly the eighties movies. Like, yeah, they did an incredible job in this movie of giving you. I did like how they added the lights, though. Yeah, well, this also the CG was pretty great. Well, yeah. Zool in general with the the you know who that was first right of all, the practical effects and the the staticky that was look. Uh, 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 what's, Olivia Wilde, name? yeah, yeah, freaky eyes. Um, I also like. Okay, so did anybody towards the end when Zool is being destroyed? Did anybody kind of think like, dude, if they were to make an Alan Wake movie, that's how the creature should disappear? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying. Like that was awesome effect when you can see it like tearing through her. Like the CG was on point. The story's great. Uh, the kids are likable. I really love how the granddaughter they immediately make the connection of like she's emotionless and she's all about science. Yeah, which is Just straight like, Spangler. Yeah. Well, I I wonder if it was because she was like uh, my wife and I were discussing this because she's in the children's she's a children's librarian deals with a lot of kids with like behavioral issues and i looked at her and i was like do you think she's like like has asperger's no i think the spectrum she was on is the same spangler was on because even in the original ghostbusters they make mention of him being mm -hmm. like not on the yeah they they felt like they were on a different level because they were so smart yeah it wasn't necessarily that they're they're not disabled mentally they're disabled socially as in they just don't give a fuck about anything but their science. The, but I, the I jokes, her, the jokes her acting too. was fucking flawless for me. Yeah, like, no, I, 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 I'm trying to remember perfect. What joke there's she a, said a, that actually made me laugh? I think it was the Adam one. Okay. Why you can't? Why you can't trust an Adam because they make why up everything. They make up everything. The 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 point in the movie where she's um, you know, where, where the 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 kid uh, podcast is like podcast his podcast fucking unbelievable <laughs> podcast is like are you scared and she's like no i love overstimulation yeah. uh, spangler actually alluded to that in the in the first movies as well he said the same thing and you they the her acting and her her tone was it was him like she mimicked him perfectly yeah, like, yeah she great. did a good job i also so Dovani, did you ever watch the second end credit scene yes i did those were oddly placed, in my opinion, but very effective. I mean, yeah. Winston's makes sense because it sets up a sequel. Yeah, the one end credits is the the old uh, building, right? Yeah, where he's in the old firehouse oh, and the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. contamination yeah. thing starts glowing mm-hmm. red, which sets up a sequel, which is awesome. Um, they were oddly played, but really heartfelt too. Yes, you know, like like you they show. Ernie Hudson's character wins and he's a different light. You know, he's that businessman, he's that power man. Yeah. But he's still kind of just reminiscing about being a co- and like I don't know, there was some about those cameos, like her with her coin. You know, because the mm-hmm. she inexplicably really shows up, and the only thing you know is like, well, we talked on the phone. And then mm-hmm. once they give you that scene, you're like, oh, okay, she she was sentimental over him. She, she was the him. only yeah, she was the only person that kept in touch with him, even though Yeah. Um I, I appreciate that they show their relationship is fractured. You know, the whole Dan Aykroyd scene when he you know, he's just running this shithole occult shop that you find out with that second end credit that Ernie Hudson's yeah. actually bankrolling. Oh, I gotta rewatch it and see if he has a bottle of his stupid I didn't weapons. see one. I was I, maybe I on a shelf skulls. in the background. I was looking because yeah. that, you know, <laughs> You know when they when they did a lot of references towards the movies, um, my ten year old she she has she, I've watched this movie in front of the kids, and I don't think any of them ever paid attention. And she goes, and when she would hear the lines delivered, she's like, "Wait a minute, is that like a throwback?" And I'm like, "What?" 
she goes what he just said right now and i was like yeah and i thought she like i guess she only paid attention to like the key parts of the movie so like when they did the who you're gonna call in the jail yeah yeah bokeem mm-hmm. harding so she, or how are you yeah, saying his last yeah. name i do like that actor ever since the big hit straight <laughs> jack will, seems mad cream for me, every also time it president. got to uh, Finn Wolfhard and that gang of kids, like, it was like, eh. Like, you know, I, I can care less. Um, yeah, I, the little romantic like the, relationship between him and the diner girl, I felt like I get it. I didn't need it. Yeah, well, every time I saw it, I'm like, but I want to jump back to, yeah. to yeah. what else is let's going on. Let's go like, see yeah. some Paul Rudd talking about the seismographs and everything. I, like they were, trying, they were trying to get a little bit of everybody, uh, everybody's character in there. So, like, his character, the, the brother's character, was supposed to be, like, uh, Bill Murray's character, where he's he's kind of smart, but he just wants to be dumb or some shit, or he wants to do dumb things. Well, he's older, and he's, you know, he's, he's hitting 16. He's not, you know, his interest is girls and And he failed driver's ed three times. Girls, He's an idiot. Girls. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you're, you know, I mean, it's he. He clearly is, and they move into the middle of fucking nowhere in Oklahoma, at this, you know, frankly haunted home because it so is one, dirt farmer. One thing that I kept like, I kept interrupting the movie, and I kept pointing to or turning to my wife and be like, "How is she paying the bills? How is she paying for gas?" <laughs> like. She has no when, income throughout they, the entire movie. Yeah. When they go to the diner and they bring back a stack of like burgers, I was like, "How is she affording that?" Like, I thought the same thing. Like, I thought they were dirt poor on like, the how dirt did farm. She have gas to get from that place. Well, she had she had money. She just wasn't paying bills. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Is she was just not paying her rent. That's yeah. What she, she saved had the money, bunch. but she wasn't paying the bills. I've got so, I've got so four grand saved up. Why not? She had to, she had to feed shit. everybody. She's kind of a piece of shit. She is, she's a, yeah. She's, she's over here like, well, uh, I've got four grand saved up, kids. Let's go across the country. And they're like, well, why do we have to do that? She's like, I didn't pay the fucking rent. No, but and I, then I, my I, wife I, is is laughing at me because when she sees the pictures of Egon and, and following her, she's laughing because I'm like, you don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. <laughs> like, <laughs> All right. So the ending, like, like I was really glad they gave that scene to the character, though. Like that scene of like she realizes that the whole time he was really tracking her, knew everything she was doing, he loved her. Like that character, the character really needed that scene, and I was very happy they gave it to her. Yeah, yeah I was a little worried when the movie started because they painted him as a bad guy, right? Like, and I was like, but he's dead. dead. Why would they? Well, do well, this? she, well, she even the 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 girl says, uh, "What was her name? Phoebe." The, yeah, the, the granddaughter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, she she even says, you know, well, he wasn't crazy, and she goes, well, that means he's an asshole. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, so it's like if he that, yeah. if he wasn't crazy and he walked out on us, then that means in my eyes he was just a piece of shit. Then now wasn't he? Not obviously knowing. And then by the end of the movie, where you get to the fact that he's got the whole system rigged, yeah, that that's like where the earthquake. And it's like, oh my god, he's the world's protector. Like literally, Spangler was the world's protector, and they murder him at the beginning of the movie. It's such a sad way to make the legacy grow, but it, it really is a great movie. It was movie. effective, though. It was effective. It, it's one of the few movies in recent that kind of hit the heartstrings for me, especially like, so, spoiler alert, it's Ghostbusters 1 again. They're bringing back Zool, um, and much more than that. That Basically, in Oklahoma, there's this volcano uh, that has been used in rituals and things like that to essentially bring upon the army of the dead to the to the living world. Um, and that's where it takes place. And so the whole idea is basically Spangler, you see get murdered in the beginning of the movie, his family who 
is estranged because he up and left him out of the blue when when his daughter was young inherits the home so the whole concept is like well he's a piece of shit he left us he left us this piece of shit home and this dirt farm and then as the layers kind of unravel you realize that like spangler did what he had to do to keep them safe and he you know and to keep the world safe essentially because he discovered that even his own friends didn't believe what he was saying well yeah well you know the problem was he also they do let you know that he ran he stole shit ran out disappeared and then it was like a decade later where he called dan Aykroyd to explain what was going on and by that, the relationship was so fractured. Dan Aykroyd was like, fuck you. You like, we, because I do love how they explore the fact that, like, for a short period in the 80s in this universe, they were kings. Yeah. And, a, and a big part of it is them, you know, Dan Aykroyd's whole spiel of like, and then haunting slowed down, and then we couldn't pay the mortgage. And his whole thing is a very, um, very real, you know, sort of struggle. Vet says he, he sacrificed his family to save the world. Yeah. And I would argue, um, the, the, it's 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 a huge sacrifice. You sacrifice watching your daughter grow up um, to make sure that these things didn't release. You knew that in 2021, you know, and, and that part of me thinks that, like, he, he obviously rigged the entire house before death. He knew it was coming. He yeah. knew he couldn't stop Zool. He couldn't stop he, the entity. He created the little, the little uh, safety box or whatever, that, whatever you call it, the, pu- the puzzle box on the floor. Is yeah. it Zool or Gozer? Isn't it Gozer? Oh, Gozer. Gozer. Shit, sorry. Gozer. Gozer. Zool is the... Second movie. Yeah. Gatekeeper and... Um... Yeah. Yeah. I do, even even after the reveal of, like, uh, her seeing the picture, the mom seeing the pictures of, of her herself. as a little kid, like, it, like, that, like, was a gut punch, but also, like, knowing that the mom's feeling of, like, still thinking her dad was an asshole like was also a gut punch because like all of yeah. her feelings were still valid yeah but then to have to be like well i hate him but now i know I, what he was doing like it- i i do love once they rescue her from being inside the uh gargoyle dog <laughs> yeah. thing she's all in she's like he had all this whole room and all these things <laughs> tracking me and they're like, and the kid, uh-huh. like did you see the lights all the computers yeah the computer everything and they're like well, well we're gonna fight we're fighting against the guard i'm in let's well, how can i help uh, Vet says that as a parent would be harder than doing it for my country. Yeah, I mean, it, that really is kind of like, they only shine a light on that concept really at the end of the movie, but like, the guy gave up everything to save the world. Like, for, what, 20, 30 years at this point? Yeah. Uh, you know, like, mm-hmm. that, and nobody, and then the the worst part about it is nobody in the town liked him or appreciated the Yes, the mini Stay Puffs in Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite fucking scene so one of the little details that i loved was when the first little stay puff guy comes out of the bag and he falls over and gets up he's got the circular gr- well no he's got the little four holes the from, the, from, from the, the from the from the shelf the little pu- the little indents oh man the the stay puff buddies I, w- I wish there was more of them in that movie or in this movie my i fucking favorite. found them so cute and hilarious my favorite scene in this movie is where uh gozer Ask Ray, are you a god? And the other two are like Ray. <laughs> and he's like, he was about to go. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't understand why, like, the marshmallows were like, why are they making themselves into s'mores? Like, it just they turned into like a like alive. in the yeah. blender when they hit the one in the blender. Like, did the yeah. whole fucking Stay Puff scene in this one my, amazing? My oldest, 
my oldest kid was like, wait, what's going Oh my God. She's like, starts freaking out. Yeah, it was. The funny but thing it, is because she loves s'mores. But she sees all these kids. All but, these things but did you notice the, 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 the one, like when they take the piece of chocolate on the one and they're blow torching it, the smile, the one that's laying on the graham cracker, he's just so happy to become a fucking s'more. Like, what the hell? That's what they're oh, made God. to do. Hon- honestly, you can remove all of the Ghostbusters part, change the name of the title, and if this was a movie just about Gary Gooberson, I would be signed up for it too. Right? Like, yeah. give me that guy's origin story. So good. <laughs> can you all, can you imagine the... if they did that, where they did a fucking indie Paul Rudd comedy, and the whole time it's about that character, and they make no connection until the <laughs> end when, like... Like, the, the, like his movie ends when he meets her in the doorway they, in school. They do, they do the Marvel thing at the end credits where it says like Doctor Strange will which, will return. <laughs> Gary Goober will return in twenty twenty three. It's, no, it's the, a sequel to Already It, brother. The mom tells her, I'm, "I'm going out to dinner tomorrow with with uh, your teacher, uh, Mr. Gooberson." She's like, "Who?" She's like, "You know, Gary Gooberson." She's like, "That's his name, <laughs> like Gary all the, Gooberson." <laughs> all the scenes with him. And Phoebe were also like a gut punch for me because like clearly like he knows like <coughs> this kid is like special and smart. Yeah. And like it doesn't even phase him that he's he's just interested in what she's talking about. Well, it also everything. shows in the dinner later too when he's like, She's awesome, she's so smart. Yeah. Like like yeah. the mother's over here kind of just like Oh, this little fucking bitch is really giving me a hard time. And he's like, <laughs> What are you talking about? She's fucking great. She's smart. She's she's amazing. And she's like, Yeah, but uh God damn, would I like her to talk to me about something other than I would like for her to get in trouble. Yeah. Electricity, yeah, yeah. She should tell, have a little fun. He's like, there's still plenty of time for that. Who and then knew? she does get in trouble, and they yell at her, and she yells at her. But he, but I he's over love... like, he's over like, he's like, yeah, well, he knows, like, he's the only one that's giving her the time of the day <laughs> on her level of like, excuse me, I believe you, like, yeah, you know, I, do, I don't think yeah, you're just some I dumb little kid. It's, it's Gooberson who, like, oh my god, do you know what this is? Oh my god, is this real? Is that's this an real, awesome like, replica. That's an awesome yeah. replica, yeah. Yeah. Um well, yeah, he is the really he, he really through his dialogue really is the biggest connecting tissue of just like him. He's the one who recognizes everything, shows them the YouTube clips. You know, you know? I don't think I've ever seen Paul Rudd in anything that, that he did not actually help progress in, in a movie on like a role that he's played where he didn't actually Really, he was really in that contribute. movie, Good Old Fashioned Orgy, with Jennifer Aniston, and I just don't remember liking that movie at all. One okay. of my favorite movies with like him indie comedy. is uh, um, Role Models. This is forty. This, yeah, this is forty. <laughs> Role Models is also he's. A, I mean, he doesn't do he. Had, I mean, you're just talking about good movies he's done in the past fifteen twenty since Knocked Up. We'll say it's been a string. I mean, Anchorman, you know, both those Knocked Up, um, and then he hit the Marvel phase. Like he was, you know. And this guy, he's not young. He doesn't look any day. He goes back to fucking clueless and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And he still looks virtually the same. Like they I have think, to dress yeah, Paul Rudd down for movies. I think him, <laughs> John Krasinski, and Ryan Reynolds all drink baby's blood at Bohemian Grove. Can you imagine that goddamn movie? We get a movie with those three fucking dudes in it? An action movie, action comedy? Like, come on. Yeah, I could just be them making out and I'd watch. I'd be fine with that. I have that VHS. How about, how about the, the new triplets <laughs> instead of twins? No, no, not going to do that. Are they still no. trying to do that? I don't think so. The, mo- the movie was called uh, it was called The Good Old Fashioned Orgy, and I believe it was about Paul Rudd and Jennifer Aniston going to this, like, camp sort of thing that was like a free spirit, you know, like, sex kind of camp. 
and the whole thing was them to have fun because the relationship had gotten stale. I just didn't find it fa like funny. Is the problem I had with it. Uh, he still lives in Kansas. Why would you want to live in Hollywood? I mean, if you've got money, why would you want to live in oh, Chicago really? or New York? Why? Go get some fucking land. Like he's smart. I don't know. That's like Dave Chappelle. I think lives in Ohio. Yep. Yeah, did you see Ohio. that video of him threatening to uh, pull all of his... Because I guess he's got investments. He's trying to build, yeah. essentially, an area for entertainment and everything. And they're trying to build low-income housing. And uh, he basically told them, if you fucking do this, my shit's irrelevant. So I'm pulling all funding out. He's in, he's He loves his little small town. Yeah, and will not take bullshit. Idaho or New Mexico? Fair enough. I'd go probably down in your wing area, in, in the Texas area, maybe. Although, I don't know, here's the, the truth of it. I like Utica, Illinois. That's where I'd go. I'd go buy a bunch of land and just enjoy the smaller town life that and we've then never an ant had. And big, build fucking tunnels. I'm okay with that. Not an ant, though. It's called a uh, survival shelter. And you'll be, <laughs> you'll be traveling to my survival bunker uh, when shit goes down, so. Just saying. It's a 70 mile drive, I'm just saying. Oh shit, you're from the north side. No, it's more like 90. Drive <laughs> fast. Um, I have no problem doing that. <laughs> especially in the... Believe me, I if the apocalypse is going on, there is no I have fucking... I tickets to prove it. There is no fucking... Uh, I, what is it? Cloudcroft... I'll have to look that up. Cloudcroft, New Mexico. Um, yeah, no, Lewis is right. This movie, it, it, it is... You really have to go into it like, oh, it's not going to be good. It's no, fuck this new movie to hate this movie. Like, if there's a lot of charm in it. There's a lot of nostalgia in it. What was? It's what just was a, it it's a fun saying? movie. You kept saying, "I really want to hate this movie because the three of you." I like did. It. I I did. I was really hoping. I was also hoping to hate Candyman because I presumed all three of you enjoyed that. But I, you know, it's because like, just for the argument's sake. Yeah. Like, just so we can have an episode where I'm like, "No, nah, no, nah, you're fucking wrong. That movie's trash." But once again, two movies I can't do that with. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, this this Ghostbusters is like this weird enigma for me because it, it literally has all of the things I hate that movies are doing, and it just somehow worked for me, like well, for it, me. It did them right, though. I mean... It did, yeah. You, you, you get a fair amount of action. The CG's well done. The stakes are high. You get a great cameo by the original cast, all of them for yeah. the most part, all the ones that mattered. They still um, kept the comedy with it, but that was actually good. Yeah, I mean the 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 little the Phoebe was a great little main character. I didn't hate the mother. I didn't hate the brother. I could do away with the you hanging out with his friends and the whole romantic thing. Um, I also like small town atmosphere. You know, I like the fact that the central hub hangout was a little fucking drive up burger shop. Yeah, like, there's this movie does there does. The small town atmosphere, right? It does the Ghostbusters feel like the soundtrack was oh was God, brilliant, yes. amazing. Um, yes. They they did things that if done wrong, they would have sucked. Like the whole Walmart scene in general was great. <laughs> and you know, and it, and here's the thing: as soon as it started chasing him, I was like, "He's Rick Moranis." Yeah. You know, like, and and that's what it should do. It shouldn't go. Hey, by the way, he's gonna be he, every. He, no, you should by yourself be kind of like, oh, okay, they're gonna make him. They're gonna make him did, the, the key master. But he was the dorkier version, it, which I like that. It did yeah. kind of bum me out. Rick Moranis didn't come back for a mini cameo. 
I, I think I it, he just didn't want to, or he he wasn't able to. I don't know. I, mean, I would ask where would he fit. Like what? In what, the small what town, you, it wouldn't make sense. He could be at Walmart getting punched again in the face. By well, at, at the end, at the end of one of the, he was uh, what's her name's sorry, uh, boyfriend Rick. at the time, right? Uh, the girl who uh, no neighbor coin. neighbor. Oh, with the uh, yeah, they were dating at the end of the second one, or in the second yeah. one, weren't they? It's just I mean. Yeah. He stopped acting to take care of his kids, and then yeah. he finally gets in the spotlight a couple years back because he gets randomly decked yep. by some dude. Yeah. Down the See, street. in this series, though, I would bring him back as like, you know what I mean? I would, I would either have him be one of the, um, like, I talk to ghosts people for you, <laughs> or be so good, or you have him be like a YouTube ghost hunter star, like Zach Baggins and shit like that. <laughs> like I or think if you, could, if you have him in there, you, no man, you gotta have it. So like he's completely like just fried from everything that happened. He's and, almost like a like a Alex Jones. Yes, like, yes. Make him an dude. Alex Jones of like ghosts ghost in the paranormal. Yeah, like they're putting it in the water. Like make him fucking just do that. Like I think that would be brilliant. But I don't think he'd ever do he's it. Li- he's living in an airstream no. on top of fucking on top of a hill. The last thing he did was a country album. Really? Yeah. Have you never heard it? No. Yeah, he's got a I country album. He, that was the last thing he made. Music. Well, he had that. I mean, that came out. I think. I mean, it's under a decade ago. Was it a Canadian country album? Well, he's Canadian in its country. So, <laughs> what's Canadian country? I don't know. I don't. Know. Talking about blue jeans and I don't know. I think that's just country. The I think Tim country is closed and you know got my boots on. Like I think it's just all the same shit. Canadian um, tuxedo. We ready to wrap uh, this one up? We got more to go with it. What do you guys? Anything else you'd like to say about it? I mean, I loved it. I did too. It's great. I loved it too. I was I uh, I was talking with my wife about like hey, you know this movie gave me the same nostalgia as the movies I grew up with, and she's she's like if you had to pick like three movies that define your childhood, what are they? Oh, I was fuck. like I was like Back to the Future, mm-hmm. Ghostbusters, and he, which each one I said she was like uh huh uh-huh. and I was like RoboCop, and she's like the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> like, so, <laughs> mine would be terminator 2 robocop and like what what age up up to what age are we talking um i'd i'd say probably up to like eighth grade ish i mean i think it was still all schwarzenegger at that point Mine would be steeped in the '80s violent action movies. uh, Ghostbusters, um, RoboCop. I, 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 as soon as you said RoboCop, I completely understood you. It's like, yep, RoboCop. And And, um, obviously, we watch, we all watch different shit. But like, just like you tell me, childhood three movies list off top of your head is just like Back to the Future, Ghostbusters, RoboCop. Well, you see the the, RoboCop. And what's that one you guys reviewed? (laughs) <laughs> with um Sylvester Stallone and uh oh my god the guy who played Blade Demolition no Demolition. Demolition, Demolition Man, Man. oh yeah yes. Demolition, Demolition Man yeah Demolition Man for me oh god I, I want to watch that movie again so bad dude That's and so I don't think Jen can take another viewing <laughs> I think it's you, gonna have guys, to be a late night movie you guys are like on another fucking level am I so for me it's it's like Beastmaster because okay. those are the those were the only things that I, I fucking saw back then. Fucking a lot, a lot of a lot of the Corey's movies, <laughs> breakdancing uh, or or Beach Street. So the two dance fucking movies, and then the, I can't even think of a third one. I'm surprised you're not saying um, 
uh, the sexy vampire movie. Uh, yeah, but what? Lost Boys. Yeah, yeah. No, but that, 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 I was, I wasn't. Yeah, but what dec- what then. what decade? I mean, what era are you talking? Because like, here's the thing: you're talking the '80s, right? But but you're saying from from when when you were a kid, is it from what you, from your timeline well, or or what just, you saw? Just any any like any because me growing up as a kid, five movies. Me growing up as as a kid, we didn't have cable at first, so it was oh, always yeah. watching movies on Channel Nine. It was Beach Street, it was Beastmaster, it was. I watched a lot of Lorenzo Llamas. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Jesus. A lot, I watched a lot of Mash. But I didn't that, watch so much like Mash. I, I, see when Mash was on, Three Stooges was usually on. <clears throat> and I like I would always watch Sven Gulli with his white man's neck. I fucking love Sven Gulli. Um, yeah. See, I was a Three Stooges guy. I still am. Is he? Is Sven Gulli alive? Yeah. I think he's yes. still alive. Yeah. What is yeah. He, still like, Richard Cos. Well, no, he was he's, doing. He still, he still does his show on Saturdays. He, he was doing still the on, on, on Channel Twenty Six. He was doing the Three Stooges. He would like intro the episodes. Like this short is blah blah blah. Remember when well, I first saw? I was like, Kaz, right? I was Not like, Sven yeah, Gooley. no, he did it as Kaz. and I was like, is that fucking yeah. Sven Gooley? And my mom's like, yeah. I think so. And it's like, holy fuck, it's Sven Gooley and his normal people. Is it Richard Kaz or Steve Kaz? Richard, I don't know. I don't Richard. Richard. I don't know. It's old, to old dude. Fucking age. He's. Gotta be in his sixties or seventies. He does a lot of meet and greets at fucking PetSmart's, just so you know. <laughs> That's a and, and on the south side, no, because he tries he tries to bring awareness to fucking you know pets that need to be adopted. Oh, when Mash went on, I knew it was time to go to sleep. Yeah, I didn't watch much Mash either. Fabian went to bed, but Fabian goes to sleep during a lot of things, though. To be fair, I mean, no, I shows had, growing I up for me was TV, Twilight so Zone and Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, Tales of the Crypt, we didn't yeah, have cable, terrible. so I didn't get to watch that until it was already done. You, Funny you story, guys, and I'm going to tell you. You guys never live. had a black and white TV, though, right? No. We did, yeah. No, but I mean, like you, yourself. We had one but in that, the that house was, until... That was uh, one of my first TVs, was a black and white TV, and that's how I got fucking... <clears> that fucking video, uh, that video instead of before MTV, where you would have to change, change it to Channel 13 and watch the music videos... And fucking dial in. To yeah, fucking... Alex. Alex was born in 1910. Yeah, I had I had a little one that like had a hook on it that went on my. We had bunk beds, and it yeah, went on so the you top. Can, you can suspend and it. it was this little tiny yeah, little one. Beds. That's I would watch cartoons in the morning in black and white on that to not wake yeah, anybody. We, and get we had the boob tube CRT. So TV. we had yeah we had a boob tube in our room. Anthony got the top bunk. Funny story, including bunk beds and tails <laughs> from the crypt. So one night, um, I wake up. Tails from the crypt is on. I'm on the bottom bunk. I'm freaking out. And I remember this perfectly. I'm calling my mother who slept in the room down the hall uh, yeah, upstairs. Down well, yeah, down, well. down the room. And I'm calling her because I'm, I'm scared. Tales from the Crypt is on. We, we slept with Channel our TV on. Best. Anthony, who was sleeping on the top bunk, had his guard removed earlier in the day. And I can't remember why the guard was removed. And I remember you know that you're, I think I remember your mom talking about how he was old enough now. I think I think that's like I the whole thing was, was she. Was I know the guard was gone. She, she decided he was old enough now. And Tales from the Crypt, the 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 theme song is rolling. I'm calling my mom to come turn off the TV because I'm scared. And Anthony's body comes <laughs> from the top of the bunk, right. I mean, right off in front of me, hits the floor. He doesn't even get up. He, like he, he just did. rolls off the top bunk, hits the floor. <laughs> his soul left myself. his body upon impact. I completely pissed myself in bed. My mom finally gets up and then proceeds to beat my ass 
because I'm the one making noise at night and I piss the bed. And then she's yelling at me at why why he's on the floor. Why is he on the floor? Like, but his his full body, perfect, perfectly laid flat, <laughs> just comes rolling off the top of the bug right he, in front of me. He used to do that, and uh, your your other brother used to do that. Where uh, Ruben, where they they would both roll off the fucking whatever they're sleeping on. So Grandpa used to push the the the, the basket with clothes next to them while they're sleeping, so they would roll off into the clothes. Instead of the floor, I remember that shit. Jesus, get the shit out of me, dude! <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> yeah, when I when I was younger and I heard that Danny Elfman uh, "Tales from the Crypt" theme, man, I'd almost shit my pants every fucking time. I'd, I'd watch Warrior. until I'd watch until he like almost got out of the crypt, and then I'd be like, "Nah, I'm out." <laughs> the Ultimate Warrior fucking talking would fucking send you off. Yeah, I was a scared kid, and now I love horror, which is weird. I was scared of my father, so <laughs> not much horror movies got to me in that. Like, I I don't remember being scared of anything as a kid except for getting beat more. <laughs> I, I was telling my wife the other day, we were driving, and we're kind of going on a tangent, but whatever, fuck it. Um, we were driving, and, and she, we got into a conversation of, like, uh, she asked me, she's like, have you ever been in any major accidents? And I was like, yeah, I I told her the one, which I don't know if we've told on the podcast. Um, You know, we went to drive to someone's party. Fuck you, Nadine, if you're watching. And on on the way home, we played pinball with a semi truck. Um, And she had asked me, she's like, were you guys okay?" And I'm like, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. We came home and she's like, well, you know, what what was your your parents reaction? And I was like, we all got our asses whooped. Like, as soon as we got out of the car, it was like, are you okay? Yeah. Smack. Like, hit in the ribs. I was like, you don't understand growing okay. up so, in our neighborhood. You got your asses beat. So, your coming home was slightly different than mine, but not by much. So, that weekend was my high school graduation party. Oh, yeah. Oh, and God. I had family in town. Um, white trash family. Yeah, who we don't speak to anymore. And so my parents didn't answer the phone. So, like, we're on the side of the expressway. This big body blazer is in the crash test dummy was with us, is in the median facing the train tracks. I'm calling Jeremy's mom, who was the driver, answered, and she was she's amazing. She her first thing was like, Are you okay? Calm down. Um, my parents didn't answer the fucking phone, right? So then I, I get home and Jeremy's mom wanted to talk to my parents. So I had to literally go in the house and wake them up. <laughs> Unbeknownst to me, my aunt was passed out in the bathroom. Oh. So I wake them up. My mom's talking to Jeremy's mom. And then my dad comes out and he's like, your goddamn drunk sister's fucking passed out in the bathroom. I can't even take a piss. And he was just like, what? and he's just like, what the fuck's going on? Just angry, just he angry. Goes and pisses all over her while she's so he pissed on her. Now, in the accident, I had, I'm pretty sure, at least a minor fracture in my sternum. But also, we should add, like, the frame of the truck was buckled, and Matt was in the front passenger seat. I almost lost my arm because the so I had my arm out the window. And I, I looked over and this wall of white 
was quickly approaching trailer? and it was it was an 18 wheeler with a trailer You're lucky you didn't and i tucked my out. arm in and then sure enough bing bang my glasses were oddly enough folded under my seat <laughs> somehow in the impact they like just were like hey buddy we got you no problem <laughs> And just fucking went under my seat. I remember finding I bet, them I like... I bet you it was you that took them off and put them down there without no, even knowing. No, 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 no. I, Jeremy says I was punching him. I don't remember without, doing that. No, without saying anything, that's just like... Jeremy's like, what are you doing? <laughs> just get ready. And, and it just... It was just such a fucking cluster, man. I swear. Um, did, and so did, uh, I had a lot of pain in my chest. Yeah, Anthony was... Well, so... Yeah, Holding that's a the, baseball bat. So we were on the south side of Chicago, and we we're literally in a gas station, <laughs> and we we're watching a drug deal go down. And Jeremy had um, a aluminum, uh, an aluminum, yeah, a bunch of us for, from softball. So Lewis was holding an aluminum bat at the time that he got in the chest. The seat butt fu- seat belt fucked up my chest to the point of the next morning. My mom still woke me up and was like, your party's there. Go put up fucking tables. <laughs> and just the lifting of tables, like, my chest was just like, I couldn't, I didn't bench press for six months after. Because my sternum was fucked. I felt like I had a bruised rib, that fucking bat. I, I don't, I can't watch baseball to this day. No, I'm just kidding. I, I just, yeah, no, that was, uh, yeah, Lewis thought he was on the tracks. He was like, "We need to get the fuck out of here. Get yeah, out of the fucking it's, car, it's man." It's weird. It's weird when your your car is You're moving and you, you look out the side window and you see the way the road should be going for a brief second, and and your life doesn't flash before your eyes. You're just like, "Okay." Like, no, I, well, I remember <laughs> as soon as soon as we stopped, I go, "Is everybody okay?" And it was like, yeah. and I was like, "Get the fuck out of the car." And it was like, "We're on the tracks. We need to get out." I was like, "You need," because my worry was. Someone was going to fucking fishtail us. Yeah. And spin the... So I was like, we need to get out of the car. And we all jumped jumped up on the median. Because we were in a lane and a half of... I mean, the left lane and the... uh, At least half of the next lane we were taking up. It was a a brutal fucking wreck. And I remember Jeremy being like, my fucking car! And I remember looking at him like, yeah, we're okay. (laughs) Do you you guys remember that that you didn't call your mom, you called my dad? Because I think at the time you guys were staying at our house. Yeah, I was, yeah. And my dad woke me up. He goes, Alex. I'm like, what? He goes, Anthony was in an accident. And I was like, okay. And he goes, I'll be right back. And I was like, okay. Like, he just left me with that. My people need me. I must go. He just rolled out. (laughs) And I'm like, what the fuck am I? What what was the point of waking me up? Jeremy's mom did him dirty because my party was the next day and she made him take the fucking bus. (laughs) like like i remember he was late as shit and he's like sorry i'm late i had to to take the bus and i was like she didn't give you a fucking ride and he's like nah i forgot how the bus works i I forgot that i had to do time oh but he he just he just destroyed (laughs) his car the night before and she made him bus it to the party i felt bad as a parent though as a parent that's that's okay shit (laughs) i did feel bad for him but i mean Jeremy was also the type, I remember the one time, it was really fucking icy out, and it was late, and we had gone around to cruise to smoke, and probably get food, and we were coming from Addison onto uh, Claremont, and he didn't, he took it too fast, I, I remember telling him, I go, slow the fuck down, and he didn't, and so he takes it too fast, the car, out of control, and then it just slightly, like, hit the bumper of this parked car, 
And he goes, go, Jeremy, go, Jeremy, go, get the fuck out of here. And he backed up and took the, like, he didn't do any damage, but he still, he's just like, took the fuck, it's one in the morning, take the fuck off. He was that type of dude. Like, I remember for six months, I told him, every time I get in your car, it smells like fucking gasoline. Like, we're going to die in this thing. <laughs> no, man, it's fine, it's fine. And then it was like a month later, he's like, yeah, I need to get all my gas lines replaced. They're rusting through. And I was like, you literally have us in a bomb. Like, we're driving in a bomb. <laughs> What year? What year was the Bronco? It was. Uh, I was in. I think a '93 big body Blazer. Yeah, uh, Blazer. Yeah, and, the, and then the he frame, eventually the had a frame was almost yeah. like you could see where it was yeah. just was like. Was that before, before, or after the crash? After the crash. After yeah, before. So, uh, oh, so that one. Oh, do you remember? No, no, no. That was done. And oh. I remember also the really big kick in the nuts for him was he just got those woofers put in it too. Because I remember that entire <laughs> night. He was, I think, playing party like a rock star because it had a fucking section of it. And that was the other thing. Yeah, and I remember him being like, well, I pulled my speakers out. <laughs> hey, I remember, too, the the dude in the IDOT truck or whatever the fuck it is, the like tow truck. The tow truck, the yeah. He's like, yeah, you know, a lot of people die. Right yeah, most there. people and die like, on that corner. Cool, man. I'm having an existential crisis. That's going to help me right now. <laughs> like. Uh, Fabian's I, I Fabian had a fucking go to that goddamn party. Either did I, dude. Fabian's ass hurt him for like a day, and then I remember talking to him, and he's like, yeah, "I'm fine." Now I'm over here, like, "Oh, cool! I can't move my chest at yeah. all." It hurts to breathe. Yeah, it, it really did. Um, uh, but yeah, those are some of our fucking not not so fun adventures. That's how far we go back to those. I try to explain in the stream. We've known each other. Alex has known me when I was sperm. And I've known these I two since essentially, since essentially birth, so. Yeah, Matt's dad walking around just like, hey, Alex, I got a friend for you in my balls. <laughs> Alex, <laughs> just like, Alex just like looks at his crotch, hello, Matt. Then looks my dad in the eye, and dad's just like, what the fuck? You know I'm going to name him that. <laughs> I don't he name doesn't my know me, but he will. Yeah, your son will know me good. It's like what? <laughs> All right, let's give this movie some fucking uh, oh, gunshots yeah, we, we or whatever. <laughs> let's movie. start with Lewis since he got pigeonholed last time. Yeah, uh, another five. Um, I th I I want to watch all three of them in a row. I think it'd be fun to do it in a yeah. weekend. Uh, they're just like fun, fucking heartfelt movies. Um, if I think even if you had not seen the originals, which I don't know why you would have, I think this movie kind of still holds up. Like it's it's just a fun fucking movie. Well, they um, do kind of bring you along for the ride of like if you haven't seen the originals, you, they do give you a little bit of discovery in the mm -hmm. film of it. Yeah, it introduces them, and it, even with the little videos that because I mean it's two hours long, so they were able to, to to cover it all. It does make me wonder though if Harold Ramis was alive, if he would even like if he would want to do this movie with Dan Aykroyd. Um, I, I mean, was their relationship have a real all that fractured? Out? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think they did as writing partners. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. they did write the first two together. Yeah. Well, Dan Aykroyd had <sighs> well, said, technically like, first three, if you consider the video game part of it, Dan Aykroyd has blatantly said like a long time ago, like Ramos was kind of a piece of shit. And I know Ramos was close with Bill Murray. Cause I think he's a godfather to one of his daughters. Um, well, I hear, I hear he's a piece of shit too, though, Bill Murray. Yeah, but I mean, what what are we defining piece of shit by? Egotistical, like, like yeah, egotistical. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't define. I mean, that's Bill Murray, though. I mean, like, like, okay, so yeah, Giovanni actually is right. 
that's society's fault, right? Because we put Bill Murray on this pedestal, and it's like, I don't know, he, he's been in Hollywood for how many years? He doesn't want to be fucked with. But yeah, he, he, doesn't yeah. ha- he doesn't have a lot of people talking shit about him, but he does have people saying that he's not a very nice person. Mainly, I mean, mainly coming from the Charlie's Angels are... set. <laughs> Yeah, I I mean like a, a younger Dan Aykroyd and Ramis. Like Ramis had the time was he was mm. notorious for being like kind of a dickhead to work with. Yeah, but he was a smart dude. But it, it does make me wonder if he was still alive if they do this movie. Um, and it also makes me like question using dead people in movies. It there's like yeah. a weird conversation you can have about that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think they they really towed a line here by like only when he is alive in the first three minutes, they show him only in the shadows. You never see his actual face. You never see the whole we, face either. We, which the, which I took as respect. Decades yeah. from now, we are going to have full blown movies with entirely dead people, which is yeah, kind of cool, totally but that. also creepy. It's yeah, like you'll a, be seeing John like, Wayne in twenty sixty four. It's like a black. It's like we're going into Black Mirror. It's it's weird, and you can have a whole like conversation on that. But yeah, this is a five out of five for me. Um, Well, that also brings up the idea of like Fast and the Furious, right? Like Vin Diesel just made it known that Paul Walker, or at least his character Brian, will be back. I think his tweet was something like, um, "Angels will be joining the next one." So like Charlie's what, Angels. They're gonna be no, on his like, like they're gonna, they're gonna have his shoulder. No, I think what they're gonna do is they're gonna they're just gonna have a charred corpse in the passenger side. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm your I'm your wingman. God damn it! I've already discussed. I don't it's feel like, bad for it's Paul like Walker. It's like the charred corpse from Beetlejuice. <laughs> um, well, no, I think what they're gonna do is they're gonna have his brother do the 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 body the body work, and they'll put those dots all over his face and. You'll have a weird CG Paul Walker in it. It's just it's it's weird. It's it's like an uncanny valley, and I I think we're gonna have full blown movies with oh, dead people. Well, well, okay, he's not dead, but does anybody watch Goldberg's? Yeah. Okay, so I, I haven't finished it, but I, I I know I know. So you know, one of the last episodes of this season is uh, the one girl's wedding, Erica's wedding, right? Well. So Jed Garland has been his contention. He was either fired or left. Yeah, but dude. no, it was more like he was just kind of a dick. But the way he explained it was he was just fucking with people. So I don't know. I think it's. I don't. I don't think it's anything sexual. I think it's you know sensitivity piling up. And yeah, he's an old school comedian. I mean, they, you know, it's, I think he was kind of like fuck it. I fuck with people. It is what it is. They did say that that uh, the, the reason why they ended up doing the, the whole CGI face on people's bodies was because he was being very difficult about just trying to rework it, to shoot it, to end it. And he, he was like, I, I, he's like, I'm not going to fucking do it. Fuck you. Well, he didn't want to okay, come I, back I, I for another understand. season. He did say that openly. But watching the episode, literally for half the episode, the only shots of him you get are clearly formally filmed shots of him <laughs> in his chair. Yeah, doesn't say he, a goddamn word. There's he, no no dialogue. They said that he didn't he didn't want to work with them about finishing it. He just wait. So they just CGI him. So so, so here's they, they and here's CGI the worst part, right? It's it's her weird, terrible. It's her wedding, and you don't get any front shots of him. Every time you see him, it's his back or the stunt double's back, toasting. And then there's one three second shot where she's up at the uh, altar and they're doing their thing 
and they pan to him, and it's like CGI Jeff Garland on some dude's body, and it's so fucking awkward, dude. Like it's terrible, <laughs> fucking terrible. And I, Jen and I love that show, and it's just almost like Godfather, where it's just like, look what they done to my boy. Like it's just like, what the fuck are you doing? It's this is terrible. The end the show. Like and then either they just write them off, or I. That's the thing is, in the then I thought that was the season finale. It's not. The next episode is basically he's at a furniture salesman convention and Beverly is living a singles life in Erica's apartment. It is the weirdest fucking just complete shift and it's terrible. It's kind of like how when Roseanne got fucked and you're like, she's dead now. She had a pill problem. It's like, what yeah. in the fuck? Oh, man. I, that is not my favorite episode because I loved Pops. Damn, Crash. Seriously, talk about me being dick. dark, you fucking morbid twat. Joking. He said he said his favorite episode was The Grandfather Died. It's a very touching episode. And I the first thing I think I ever saw Pops from was he was the uh, actual father of Kirstie Alley's baby in Look Who's Talking. Oh, yeah, oh shit, that's right. Now, I, think, I think that's my first memory of him. With that said, we gotta get this fucking review done. Giovanni, I'll go next. Five out of five. We got okay, Alex. We got f- um, Lewis. Lewis Texas. He's like, just FYI, it's it's five for both. Yeah, <laughs> this this is gonna be a five for me too. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, all the characters were fucking really good. Um, I think I think the the whole thing about the the the, the son relationship was just to have some kind of because because he he's supposed to be really popular in, in uh, Stranger Things right now, so. They're trying to give him something just yeah, to keep It's because all the girls are coming for Finn. Fim- yeah, so I think that's what it was. But uh, I, I fucking love podcast. I love Phoebe. I love fucking uh, Gary. Those three fucking, those three were like just a shit you for me. You fucked when, when Gary? Alex wants to <laughs> fuck everyone in this movie. Gary? Yes. <laughs> Gary? Yes. Uh, no. Uh, but, the, uh, so uh, Not to cut you off, but the scene after he's been taken over and she comes walking and he's just like, <laughs> like in the way he gets up, he's just kind of like, and then I, I even I in the distorted voice, he's like, "I like your eyes." Like it's, yeah. it's still like awkward, fucking like flirting. <laughs> and, and, and that's that's what I like that too is the chemistry between two of them. It was like really awkward flirting, and it was it was just it was very comedic, and it kept which the whole makes sense because he's a fucking nerd. Yeah, and it, it kept the whole Ghostbusters comedy alive because back in the eighties, that Ghostbusters was comedy what they did. And this is comedy now is is a little bit of smart comedy, which well, well, you know Bill Murray at the end, he's like, We're gonna you know, I thought we were over. We're gonna you know, this is really gonna you know, and he's just he's he's Vankman. Yeah. Like he's right back into yeah. it. It's fucking yeah. just great. And, and then they like all, they all they all had their characters. It was still pretty good. I like when it. when Spangler, the ghost Spangler is helping her aim and they all kinda like look over at him like, What the <laughs> yeah. fuck? Like like Ernie Hudson's the first to be like, Huh? Like it's a ghost Spangler. I, I that's the only part that was kind of weird to me was when the three of them kept doing their little look over it was kind of like off time like 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 it was like one's gonna look and then the yeah. next one looks and then the two of them look and then the, the last one looks it was just like weird like they weren't all in the same scene they were they were all like all shot at a green screen and then put together I, well, I think that whole thing was green screen is, is part of the problem no but I mean, I mean like each individual person wasn't even on set with the person because they all kind of like make this face at every you know different time where they don't I, even I look around. I didn't, they didn't even look around the person. 
But maybe it, but Ernie it, wanted to be there. Bill didn't, and Dan Aykroyd yeah. they kicked off the set for not shutting the fuck yeah, up. Right. About the drunk. Yeah, I gotta get fucking skullfuck. <laughs> I wore a dick nose in the movie Nothing But Trouble. We don't. We don't I talk about that, that movie. movie. <laughs> so good. I we well, I still have to release the uh, trailer for it, but I'm gonna retool it completely. Use use different footage. No, but it it it, it is a five for me. I, I I like I like how like I said earlier. They didn't give uh, Vake, um, Egon a, uh, a voice. I liked that they kept him quiet, but it just his facial expressions was actually him. I liked it. Um, I think the hair was a little too much for an old man, but I, I like you I like everything they Jewish did. people. No, no, the, I, I'm saying like how well, he had his hair. The problem, <laughs> the, the other problem is, is he later in life had longer hair, and they they were yeah, and they were like, if you ever see him from like knocked up, he's got longer hair. Yeah, oh, was he's it got curly crazy. though, like a little curlier. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So they were trying to keep the Spangler cut type thing, and it just it was much. The haircut the ghost had was much more of like Arnold Schwarzenegger's haircut from Commando. It, it was yeah, it was yeah. kind of like it was kind of like a, like a young guy meets the old guy, which I, I that's the only part I didn't like about it. But I, I did like I did like what they did to, to kind of like pay respects to um, you know Harold Ramis for that. Yeah. Uh, so it is a five for me, and I, and I really did enjoy it. And like like Joanny said earlier, I did get a little teary eyed at the beginning and at the end. It was just kind of like I because I, I I know that. Yeah, the ending caught me up a little bit too. Yeah, I was just like fuck because like the mo the moment he like help starts helping her. Yeah, yeah. I was the like, moment oh. he grabbed the the shooter, I was like, God damn it! Because once again, the guy's dead, so it's like, fuck. When that when that happened, my my youngest daughter goes, "Is that like Harry Potter?" And I was like, "Shut up!" I was like, "Don't yeah. do that right now." Totally. And my wife like, "Don't do that right now." Again, I was like, "But like, yes. I'm watching it, and as soon as he reaches out, I stand up on like I'm standing up from the couch. I'm like, "Oh my god, they're gonna show him." And she's yeah. like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like, yeah, I, I don't, it's I don't like, know why either. But that, that, is that, that like part, when you got your tongue pierced, Giovanni. That part hit yeah. me too. <laughs> uh, who's got to give Alex? Uh, uh, yeah, 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 gunshots. Five. He just wants, five. Yeah, five. Giovanni, I, do I have to guess? Five ghost it's dogs. A, it's a five. It's an easy five. And it's funny because if you watch all three Ghostbusters, but the Ghostbusters themselves, it's a sad fucking story. They literally yeah. lose everything by the yeah. end. Like, yeah. <laughs> I do like it's the terrible. I do like the the credit scenes the one with yes. Sigourney Weaver and Venkman is I uh, loved um, I do love yeah. it showing them together on top of it which yes. is the best yeah um, I love him I, getting shocked yeah I really I really <laughs> like the uh, Ernie Hudson uh, final which actually leads into the scene that kind of sets up a sequel if they do one I, um, do. I, I really do right. too I, I, this movie and, and uh, since I, I, it's a, this one is a five for me um, probably because of the nostalgia factor you know. This is a straight five for all four. Yeah, I I, I love this movie quite a bit. Um, yeah, I wish I wish more movies if they're going to do reboots and shit. Like I think both of these are incredible reboot. What do we call them? The rebrand re, re, series reboot. Sequels. How about rebrand? There's something I'd like to say. Um, the director of Welcome to Resident Evil. This is what happens when somebody <laughs> loves the source material, <laughs> knows the history. And puts it together as a true fan. Okay. I wait, wait, wait. I, th I thought I was. I thought as a fan, I was just supposed to cram visual bullshit from all now the you video have to clip games. That he shows up on the, the Zoom director. call. <laughs> clip that How the fuck did you get in here? I can get anywhere I need to. I'm the fucking director of that garbage movie. <laughs> like I said, if that, if, like we we talked about, it, if that wasn't a Resident Evil movie, though, I probably would have enjoyed it. If you can bit. clip that, Matt, and send it to me, sure I will thing. find his Twitter account and I will tweet him the video. Sure thing with a, with a link to the Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah, you should watch this. There you go. All right, we're Real done. Fan. You guys have a wonderful night. 
And uh, I'll see you tomorrow morning with some Guardians of the Galaxy. You goodbye. The three of us will see you next week, guys. Hang out for a couple minutes so we can figure out. Oh no, you are you guys jumping over to the Discord? Uh, yes. Uh, Skyrock says a. Uh, uh, yeah, I see. Over. I see. Jump into the YouTube. Jump into the Discord so we can figure out next. Uh, thank you, Vet. As always, buddy, you're always hanging out with us. Thank you, um, Crash. We are gonna raid Damsel streaming. I hope. Uh, I presume. He's doing Phasma. All right, let's. Uh, Oh, yeah. Speaking Damsel. of which, did you hear about that new Ghostbusters game? That's yeah, like that's basically well, Phasma meets Dead by Daylight. Yes. Yeah, it's I, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. To be honest with you, if it if it's good, I actually though before that am more looking forward to uh, the Evil Dead game. Yes. That's that's I want to play that Evil Dead game really fucking badly. Also, did you guys see that HBO Max later this year will have the new Evil Dead movie? It has Evil been Dead rated. Rise. Has been rated R for strong language and violence and gore and whatnot, even though uh, even though it's not um, Bruce Campbell's not in it, but they're all kind of affiliated. Wait, what? With it. He's no, he's done. He's not Ash anymore. He's done. We're gonna go ahead um, and raid Damsel. Damsel is an amazing streamer. She's doing Phasmo right now. Uh, hang out for a little bit if you can, guys. Give her some love. If not, I completely understand, but let's go say hi to her. And thank you, everybody, who joined us tonight. Yeah, I will see you guys tomorrow morning. Everybody, you if you're yeah, bored you in the morning and you're part of the Discord, come on, hang out. Let's have a chat. Until then, let's, uh, let's say hi. And uh, unmute her. There it goes. Mm -hmm. There we go. Mm -hmm. You know what we didn't uh, do? Not yet, not for the yet. bone. Um, did you guys want to map out the movies for April? Or no, we yeah. already did. <laughs> for, uh, we're, 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 yeah, we're good. Let me just uh, end my stream once again because it's still doing its Hello, thing guys. until I end mine. You.